This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone crazy. Okay, the update's brought to you by Fair and Fair. Big night last night. I don't know what the results of the ratings are yet, but I assume it's going to be pretty hefty. Yeah, yeah, I, I would imagine. think so. Sean Hannity with uh, Governor of California, Democrat dictator Gavin Newsom, and Florida's illustrious governor, successful in so many ways, Ron DeSantis. <laughs> and quite handsome, might I add. So, yeah, not, he doesn't have that sex appeal that Newsom has. And I can say that as a secure man, Newsom's taller, isn't he? I don't think Newsom is sexy at all. No, he looks creepy. He looks like a villain. I guarantee you. Remember, remember this guy was on the cover of, was it Glamour magazine with Kim Gillifoyle? Remember that? When they were married? Uh, uh, he was, oh, a, yeah, it was the right. sexy... He was married to Gillifoyle, wasn't he? And it was the sexiest couple alive. You Ugh. see that? Who's voting on that? Women. Really? I'm, t- you know, I'm telling you. I know maybe it's not your taste, but I'm telling you. This guy... They proved- like that ExxonMobil slick Bag oil hair? No, it's Kinda. the it's the bad boy thing, dude. He could be wearing a How leather is he jacket. A bad, bad boy. Okay, you obviously don't watch him speak. He's got that bad boy attitude. If you put a leather jacket on a jacket on him, every woman in this country will vote for him. I think he's annoying. That's because he's got long hair for a politician. Yeah, and he's not balding and eighty years old. I'm telling you, I am telling you, he's going to be running for president, and I think he could win. Even we, though we, we're not arguing that he's not running for president, oh, I think we all agree on that. I just don't know why he won't admit it. So, for those of you who didn't watch or don't know what was going on, this has been in the making for like two or three months where Ron DeSantis debates Governor Newsom on Sean Hannity's show last night at 9 p.m. A big roll up into it. So, a lot of people watched. But I got to tell you, right off the bat, they put up some charts, and one of them was COVID deaths in both states, California and Florida. Good one. Identical. It was like 253 and California had 259. Even Ron DeSantis says it's pretty equal. Yeah. Newsom completely ignored the graph that was put on the screen from the CDC and just blurted out, no, there were 29, 29% more deaths in Florida than California. I mean, just... No, dummy, turn around. Told, he did. Ron DeSantis, we don't have that. That, that was at the, like 16 minutes in. Yeah, the, the graphic just went down that said it, and it wasn't even theirs. It wasn't from Fox News. Mm-hmm. It was from the CDC that gave him the numbers. And... Newsom completely ignored it and just lied. Just lied right there in camera. He did that a few times. There oh, was a, a right? other stats like Hanley would, you know, here's the stats for this state, here's the stats for this state, go. And then Newsom would be like, no, no, because then he'd spew out some different number. And I'm like, he just said the numbers and those aren't it. 
Now, one of the topics yesterday was freedom from defecation. Oh, yeah, dude. the poop thing was big. Yeah, this, this is good. They actually have a map delineating where the poop is in California, in San Francisco especially. This is a map of San Francisco. There's a lot of plots on that. You may be asking, what is that plotting? Well, this is an app where they plot the human feces that are found on the streets of San Francisco. And you Dead. see how almost the whole thing is covered because that is what has happened in one of the previous greatest cities this country's ever had. Human feces is now a, a fact of life. Yeah. There's shit everywhere. Oh I mean, my God. good talking point for DeSantis for sure. So uh, some of the stats they put up, and again, all these stats were not from Fox News. They were from either the Treasury or the, uh, you know, CDC yeah. and stuff like that. Unemployed. Andy would list the whatever the stat or the study was that you know had all the stuff. So he did a good job of putting that out there. Yeah. Yeah, uh, for instance, uh, unemployment. Uh, despite a shrinking labor force, California's 4.8 job loss rate is the second highest in the country, nearly twice as much as Florida. Job losses. Mm-hmm. And he denied that. Uh, population migration. Between 2019 and 2022, the latest available Census Bureau data says that 1,044,494 Californians left for other states, primarily Texas and Florida, while 737,433 people uh, met came here to Florida. That's that's astounding. Then so, I, but Gavin again said, "Oh no, that's not true." But it's a it's a fact. It's from the census. Well, it was funny when they would ask Ron. They both interrupted each other, which is, is so annoying. But the funny part is when Hannity would ask DeSantis. They were talking about the homeless population. And I think it was Florida has like 29,000 and then California had 120,000 per capita wound up evening out. But uh, DeSantis is talking and he's like, yeah, you know, California homeless problem. And he lists that and he's like, Florida's homeless is down 45 percent. Uh, and here's what we did. And they're like, OK, Newsom, your turn. And he's like, you ain't trans people. And it's like, <laughs> what? What's that have to do with anything? Well, I think here's where he was slick. No matter what he said, he knows what to say for people who are dumb. That will only vote on one specific thing, like one point voters. So he knows that if he says, I love gay people, he could have just said, I love gay people. And people that only vote for someone that they think likes gay people would have been like, yes, that's wonderful. Even oh. though he didn't answer the question. And by the way, he doesn't actually have to like gay people. He just has to tell you he likes gay people right. and you're buying it. Yeah, absolutely. The, the Kamala thing was a prime example of that. Or they're talking one subject and he's like, well, this. It's like, that's completely unrelated. Yeah, right. here, here's that. Let's return our focus to education. Well, we, we, when we opened the schools, we bucked all of those people June of 2020. He kept the schools closed for a long time, uh, and that had devastating impacts. And why? What Gavin Newsom does in California is kowtow to the teachers' union. Whatever they tell him to do, he does. He will never balk the teachers' union. That's why the kids were locked out of school for so long. Joe Biden is in the pocket of the teachers' union, and so is Kamala Harris. That's why they fought hey, the way, school opening when, when he Shame came in you. there. It's Kamala when they had Harris, that in Ron. There. It's Kamala Biden came Harris, into office, Madam and he Vice brought in the teachers' to union to be Harris. able to do Stop all insulting. these different things to try to keep the schools closed. I don't know what's wrong with you young people. You think you just fell out of a coconut tree? 
There's K. Mala Harris. All That's his response. It's, you're saying the name wrong. No, the guy had nothing. It was really pathetic. But uh, I'm telling you, they'll vote for him. And, Women especially will vote for him. And well, that's what I'm saying. Like all he he was very clear with trigger words. Yeah. He knew what to say to get this group of people, or what to say to, and they. You didn't have to make sense. All you heard was his trigger words. He's smart that way. Yeah. And no, you'll no. go, ooh, I like what he said just there. Ooh, I like what. Yeah. Never mind that he just interrupted DeSantis. And I'm not gonna DeSantis interrupted a lot too, but anything that DeSantis said, he would be like. Well, that's even if he wasn't saying words. Do you hear him harumph a whole lot? Yeah. yeah. DeSantis would be talking, and you just hear. I mean, <laughs> considering how you know everything was kind of stacked against Newsom, data wise, he held his composure pretty well. Yeah. Whereas Ron's attempt at holding composure didn't look as good because he does that smile where you can tell he's uncomfortable. Yeah, he's very. He's like a, his mind a little. He's like, tick, I have to smile. Yeah, ticker goes by. Smile now. You You're know, on TV. Do the pretend smile. All I'm right. Like, Ron, stop, dude. Just moving, be real. Nobody cares. Moving right along, let's go to Oakland, California. There's a city council like there is in every city. A city council takes care of the city stuff. You know, it's voting for the budget, making sure the snow plows are ready. You know, it's city council. They don't have anything to do with national politics. However, in Oakland, I think it's gone to their head. Uh, California city council meeting yesterday. Uh, Demanded, demanded a permanent ceasefire in Israel versus Hamas's war. Oh, so well, they have the power to do they, that? They devoted a whole <laughs> meeting to uh, pretty much anti-Semitism because they're all on Palestine, you know, on the Hamas side. And then they demanded a ceasefire. The Oakland City Council, they signed the revolution. Uh, anyway, one of the uh, city councilmen, a Jewish guy, duh, Dan Kalib, uh, wanted an amendment that spotlighted Hamas's role in the slaughter of an estimated 1,400 Jews October 7th. They left it out of the ordinance they passed. Of course or they the did. Bill. Yeah, crazy. Now, uh, here he is. This, that's this guy. I don't always ask a lot of you, but I do ask you to consider and support these factual amendments. Not even clearly mentioning the Hamas mass murder on October 7th is sending the wrong message and an embarrassing message. Mm-hmm. They don't care. Now, I want you to hear the speakers that came up. There was over a thousand protesters there on the side of the terrorists. And listen to what they say. This is where we're at. This is scary. To me, it scares me. Because these. this is not, you know, the middle of nowhere where there's no education access or any TV. These are actually people. Oh, the other thing is, they're in the city council, these youngsters, yeah. wearing masks. Masks are no longer for germs. Masks are now a political statement that you are a pawn of the communist government. Why are you wearing a mask? What did they pass exactly? Uh, a resolution condemning Israel and also a resolution to ask for a demand, not do? ask, a cease, nothing. It's a city council. So Netanyahu's going to be like, oh, oh, they're city council. Oh, we got to do what they say. Of Oakland, yeah. Okay, here we go. These are the people I, that came up to speak. There's not been beheadings of babies and rapings. Israel murdered their own people on October 7th. Did you hear that? What the hell is she talking about? There was no murder and rapings. That's all hearsay. That's all... Israel did it to their own people. Okay. So no. Israel flew in on those. Oh. Yeah. Okay. There's more. Calling Hamas a terrorist organization is ridiculous, racist, and plays into genocidal propaganda that is. So calling Ooh. Hamas a terrorist organization. Yeah, the ones that came over the border and just slaughtered a bunch of people at a music festival, beheaded babies, raped women, and then paraded them through town as people beat them. Uh, they're not a terrorist organization. Well, why are you kidding me, Rick? 
No, they're just they're just friendly people. They're freedom fighters. Go ahead. Flooding our media and that we should be doing everything possible to combat. I support the right of Palestinians to resist occupation, including through Hamas, the armed wing of the unified Palestinian resistance. As an Arab, asking with this context to condemn Hamas is very anti-Arab racist. The notion that this was a massacre of Jews is a fabricated narrative. Many of those killed on October Thank 7th. Thank you, ma'am. Your time is up. Including children were killed by the IDF. So the, <laughs> they're talking point is that Israel killed Killed their their own own people. people. Yeah, that's their talking point. An amendment condemning Hamas is bald propaganda meant to... Thank you. Your time is up. To hear them complain about Hamas violence is like listening to a wife beater complain when his wife finally stands up and fights back. Wow. (laughs) One more. Question. Did anyone else notice that those who oppose this resolution are old white supremacists? There's been a lot of atrocity propaganda ranging from claims of beheaded babies to mass rape. Hamas is not a terrorist organization just because the U.S. and Israel um, deems it so. Hamas is a resistance organization that is fighting for the liberation of Palestinian people and their land. <sighs> these are these are oh my god weak dude. imbeciles. Mm-hmm. How do you? How, they have no skills. They, they, they have no. For this? They have no skills. They really don't have any relationships with anybody. They're shut-ins. These are mentally deranged, damaged people who find some useless, uh, find some use of themselves in activism. And I mean, how? And how do you know? You're not there. Yeah, I was gonna say, where are you getting this information? Because I've seen enough video to the contrary, and that's video. Nobody's even talking. Nobody's presenting a story. You're looking at the video. I love what Thomas Sowell said. He said, activism is a way for useless people to feel important, even if the consequences of their actions are detrimental to the very people they're trying to help. That's correct. Yeah. Now, Schumer, for once, said something that I agree with, which is never. Uh, He said this on Wednesday, Washington, D.C., about all the anti-Semitism in this country. Listen to this. Many of the people who express these sentiments in America aren't neo-Nazis or card-carrying clan members, or Islamist extremists. They're in many cases people that most liberal Jewish Americans felt previously were their ideological fellow travelers. Not long ago, many of us marched together for black and brown lives. We stood against anti-Asian hatred. We protested bigotry against the LGBTQ community. We fought for reproductive justice out of the recognition that injustice against one oppressed group is injustice against all. But apparently, Mr. President, in the eyes of some, this principle does not extend to the Jewish people. Yeah, that's pretty obvious right now. Now, don't feel all mushy about Schumer because, you know, he's a rotten person. I remember when he was on The View, uh, you know, doing the opposite of what he just did, being dishonest. Yep. Black people still are where we were under the Emancipation Proclamation. What is happening? Why are we still fighting this this way? What's what's, what's what's happening, Whoopi? You're 100% right, and it's not just staying the same. It's going to get worse if we don't do something. Yeah, there's Schumer saying that we may have made no progress in race relations, none whatsoever. (laughs) You got to give it to the view. Here's where he threatens Supreme Court justices. This is a gem. I want to tell you, Gorsuch, I want to tell you, Kavanaugh, you have released the whirlwind and you will pay the price. A direct threat to two Supreme Court justices, no consequences, no nothing. Not a big deal. All right. It's come out, finally. 
Somebody had the cojones to say it. Mm-hmm. Um, less new global warming projected. That's the title of the story. The world is heading for considerably less war- war- excuse me, warming than projected a decade ago. But that good news is overwhelmed by all the fake climate change news that you see every day. It's constant. Wow. It's constant. And the funny thing is they'll be talking about, I don't know, value of vegetables. And then somehow in the article... All liberal magazines find a way to get to climate change. It doesn't matter what it is. How to take better care of your pet. Well, because there's climate change, I mean, it's becoming grained like it's absolute truth and it's not. Uh, The new article was written uh, by the scientists and presented to the United Nations. And this was at the Dubai Summit on climate. Oh, wow. It's the first ever assessment of how well the world is doing in its battle against global warming. According to the new study, it's uh, they have they have confidence that um, global warming is not an issue. That the three point five increase in temperature over the next decade is not going to happen. And new Climate Institute scientist Nicholas Hohen, who works on Climate Action Tracker, they track uh, climate change and the damages thereof okay. uh, across the world. Environmental activists don't believe what we're telling them right now, but the basis is solid. It is factual. It is based on a lot of science. The new environmental business models are the ones that are worried. See, if, if you have a business now and you are a congressperson that invested into a green business, this stu- this study right here is gonna is crushing for them, so they'll never admit it. No, that climate change has been a hoax all this time. Climate's always changing. There's no doubt that there's climate change, but there's been climate change all along. Ask the dinosaurs; they love the climate change. So um, it's it's a fraud. And they were over there talking about it. Biden wasn't there in Dubai. Neither was uh, John Kerry. Well, that audio I gave you the other day of the professor. I don't have his name right now. Talks about how climate change is it's false and it's human created and it's he, he goes into it. When but, did you give it to me? Um, I think I gave it to you Wednesday, but I mean it might be too long and convoluted. But I I thought it was what pretty was interesting. Name? I'd have to pull it up. Tabula Baba Ganoush. That sounds close enough. Type that in. Global me. warming fraud? No, that's it. No, I don't think that's it. That's isn't that Panya my thing? I don't have opinions. No, this is him. I have demonstrable facts. <laughs> These facts are validated and these facts are repeatable. Fact number one, no one has ever shown that human emissions of carbon dioxide drive global warming. Never been shown. And if it could be shown, then you would have to show that the 97% of emissions, which are natural, do not drive global warming game over. We are dealing with a fraud. That's a scientific fraud from day one. Wow. And who is this guy? I'd have to look it up. All right. All right. And, uh, you know, the one thing that uh, the climate change uh, whack jobs have uh, done is they've increased youth suicide, homelessness, rage, violence, anxiety, depression. Kids don't feel any hope because they think the world's... Remember, AOC just got done telling them the world's going to be over in about eight years. This guy, the guy you just played, he's a geologist. He's Professor Ian Pilmer is his name, if you want to look him up. Wow. They've been saying that for a long time. Look at Al Gore. When did that movie come out? (laughs) Oh, God. 2006, was it? Well over a decade ago. Weren't we all supposed to be dead and out of paper and cake and everything? No, there was uh, actually uh, 17 dire warnings in his in his inconvenient truth that didn't come true. 94-year-old U.S. Army veteran 
is kicked out of his nursing home. Why? To make room for illegal immigrants. Well, of course. His daughter is pissed off. She I says this too. is unreal. This should have been a headline news yesterday. Frank Tamaro was given less than two months notice that him and 53 other seniors would have to move out of their Long Island Shores residences in March to make room for illegal aliens. Uh, his daughter went on. Her name is Barbara. She went on about saying she's having a rough time with the insurance. They canceled on him twice. They won't pay for the senior living facility. She has to keep switching insurance companies and talking to other people. It's a full-time job to take care of her 94-year-old veteran dad. And now, while that's all going on, all of a sudden, here comes a state government kicking them out. 50 senior living residents out of their homes to make room for illegal male 24-year-olds. Why so, did they go to the nursing home, though? You can't find a different building for these people? Here's what she says. I don't understand any of this. These migrants, they're getting everything. They're getting everything. I can't get nothing, she said. Adding that the uh, that she's been having trouble getting insurance to pay for a home. Meanwhile, they're getting $2,200 a month. They're getting free living expenses, meals, everything you could imagine and now they're going to be housed in our facility it's infuriating that you can't take care of people that put their life on the line and fought for this country and love this country instead you're doing it for people that hate and want to destroy this country right i would be so livid if that were my parent stop paying your taxes so this happened on sunday in phoenix this is a pretty cool story so uh there's a linebacker from the Cardinals. He's 280 pounds and his height is, you know, 280 pounds, 6'5". Huge dude. So he's he's about an hour out from the game Sunday, the Cardinals. Uh He's driving there. He gets a flat. The tire just blows up on his car. I'm sure he's got a fancy car, but he has no time to even call the fancy car company. Is this Jesse? What's his name? Lakita? Yeah. I think it's Jesse. I'm not sure. Uh, let's see. You would ask me. I wasn't ready for that. Anyway, let's assume his name's Jesse. I think he's a linebacker. I'm not sure. Yeah, that's what I said. Linebacker, 286.5. So, anyway, he walks into a gas station. There's a family there sitting there getting gas. They're about done. And he go, he says, excuse me. Hey, you think you'd give me a ride to the stadium? The game starts in 45 minutes. So, the family was like, well, he's wearing a jersey, but um, anybody could wear a jersey. So, his wife, the driver's wife, looks him up and his picture and stats. And he goes, no, that's him. So they go, okay, step in the car. He got in the car with them. Can you imagine? There's two kids in the back, two adults in the front. And you got the NFL player in your car? The NFL players in <laughs> no the car. Way. They drove him to the stadium. That's awesome. And he made it with time to spare, about 30 minutes to spare to be in the game. That's I love it. Great. Isn't it great? Get a signed football for that or what? Did he tip? No, they gave him uh, the organization, the Cardinals, gave them a bunch of free tickets to games that are coming up. It's oh, funny because nice. if you look up the picture of him with their kids, it's like he's enormous. He's huge. <laughs> You see their little van just like scraping along the highway. <laughs> they said he was one of the nicest guys they ever met. Not intimidating at all. And uh, now we're, we've met, uh, you know, the legend, whatever he is. I don't That's know. That's awesome. And finally, in Tampa, there's a sinkhole of Bush Gardens. This just, is scary. Did you yeah. see this thing? It's th- decent size. Yeah. Isn't it from like a sewage thing? Yeah, 2.5 million gallons of wastewater kind of uh, seeped into the ground and ruined it. And of course, you know how that is in Florida. Caved in. <laughs> Florida Department of Environmental Protection said staff at Bush Gardens notified the agency on November 18th of a sinkhole that measured around 15 feet wide, 15 feet deep. It's much bigger now. The site is not far from the Congo River Rapids ride on the northwest side of the park. But at no time were guests or animals reportedly in any kind of danger. Hmm. The sudden change happened in the terrain that day. The lake is uh, just a several feet away, but apparently some of the water mixed with some of the water from the waste treatment plant mixed up. And then you get a sinkhole. 
Oof. Not under the coasters or anything, right? Right. Luckily. Mm, that yeah. would be terrifying. Right. Ready for fun for the whole family? Yeah! Then come on out to the sinkhole at Bush Gardens. Yes, we've added a sinkhole that's sure to take you by surprise and add even more excitement to your trip. We love it here. We never know when the sinkhole is going to open up. And we... Oh, Dad fell into a sinkhole. Cool. The sinkhole at Bush Gardens will keep you guessing. Ugh, this line for the Ferris wheel is so long. Yeah, but think about how fun it'll be when... I... Uh-oh, Mom fell into a sinkhole this time. Lucky. It's the sinkhole. Has anybody seen Grandma? Sinkhole. Sinkhole. Only at Bush Gardens. The Sunny Update. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news... You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. So wake up, people. Having fun with the world gone crazy. Brought to you by All Electric Services. So we haven't done this story yet. I was waiting for you to get back because I really wanted your opinion on this. This is interesting. Have you heard about the young Chiefs fan, Kansas City Chiefs, and they are accusing him, I think he's nine years old, of doing blackface because he had half his face red and half his face black. Well, why are they oh. still pointing that out when Jimmy Kimmel wore blackface? Mm-hmm. All these people that actually say that's racist are the ones that actually wore blackface more than anybody that, you know, didn't. Yeah, so he's nine years <laughs> old. Minister They're Canada. accusing him of hating black people and Native American people at the same time by wearing black paint on his face and also he had a headdress on as well. He's nine! Um, first, readers pointed out that not only... Um, went to him, but also they completely missed the point. It was nobody does their research anymore. They see something, they judge people, a book by its cover, if you will, and then they just start spewing hate and spewing everything. It's really interesting. So what was so funny was they're like, he's anti-Native American, he's anti-Black. Meanwhile, the kid's nine. By the way, what they didn't understand or didn't even know at the time that they decided to come after this kid is that the boy that they accused of hating Native Americans is Native American. In fact, his <laughs> grandfather sits on the board of a tribe in California. Wow. <laughs> Which is hysterical. So a bunch of people were like coming to his... Because here's what I don't understand. We have such a double standard in this country and it's oh, yeah. only when it fits your narrative. You know, only when it fits your narrative. There are people 
Controversial. There are people that while wearing controversial <laughs> that, that while we- <laughs> go. I'm waiting for you to shut up. Well, that deserves um, commentary. We're waiting for the rest of controversial. I'm waiting for the woman that wears the T-shirt that says, you know, women have these reproductive rights and, uh, you know, pro-abortion, screaming on the phone about babies dying in Palestine. It's similar to that. You know, and then you have people that say, oh, you're culturally appropriating by wearing this blackface and wearing an Indian headdress. Meanwhile, a little kid pretending he's an Indian at a Chiefs game? Totally wrong. Grown men pretending to be women every day? Totally fine. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that funny? Oh, it's so true, man. So hypocritical. I mean, it's that was a whole thing. Um, did I send you that video, Rick? Yes, I'm trying to. The guys asking the thing. I'm trying to find it. I get the little ball of death every time I click on it. Oh yeah, we had it yesterday, didn't we? Part of the reason that you see. Well, no, that's not the one. Uh, Why is it socially acceptable to be transgender, but it's not socially acceptable to be transracial? Um, I think I think that's like they're very different things. Um, I think that, like. I I don't know how to phrase this in a way, but I that I would say like is I wouldn't say I'm educated enough to um, have the proper definition of like separating the two. But what about like how Rachel Dolezal that she said that she was born in the wrong body, that she really is black. Why is that any different than being born in the wrong body and being a woman or a man? I don't know how to explain it, but I know that it is. <laughs> okay. I feel like people they have the freedom to do what they want. Is that an endorsement of transracialism? (laughs) Kind of got me, huh? Do you see the hypocrisy here? I do see the hypocrisy, but I don't think the hypocrisy is like... I'm not trying... How do I phrase this? Maybe it's like, if I want to be a dragon, I can just be a dragon or something. Why is it socially acceptable for people to identify as a different gender, but it's not socially acceptable for people to identify as a different race? I don't know. That's a great question. I hear a lot of people on this campus today that say the black face is wrong, but the woman face is totally acceptable. Why is there a double standard for race and gender? Dad, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. (laughs) Interesting, right? Something to ponder. This was was last week, remember, Dr. Phil? On the same exact topic, and this kid, same thing. He was uh, talking to a professor. Phil was Dr. Phil was talking to the professor that said that all that you can't culturally appropriate other people's, you know, culture, blah right. blah blah. And then this said uh, that Phil brought in the guy, the younger guy from college, that had a video he made, and it was this. Do you have to be Chinese to wear this? You don't have to. Anybody can wear. What prompted you to make that video? I made that video to prove anti-white ivory tower professors like the one in your studio oh. wrong. This video and the others that I've made like it with Native American with Mexicans, with the Chinese you just watched, are irrefutable evidence that people like that professor are exactly wrong on cultural appropriation. I've seen people get offended by braids and say braids are a black people thing and white people can't wear braids. It's called a Dutch braid. It was from 
back in Nordic times, the old Nordic times with white people. With, with white people. <laughs> and it goes on and on. And if you haven't seen the video, what he does is this guy goes, and I think the first video he had, he put on um, like a sombrero and kind of like a shawl that goes. And went to Mexico. And Well, first he went to Mexico and said, does this offend you? And they're like, no, you look great. It looks amazing. They were loving him. And then he went to a college campus and he's like, is this offensive? They're like, oh, of course it is. He's like, why? And they're like, are you Mexican? He's like, no. And they're like, you shouldn't be wearing it. So he made videos like this with different cultures. He did the same thing with Asian culture, which is a little clip that you heard. So if you haven't seen the videos, that's what he does to kind of debunk people's uh, fake outrage towards cultural appropriation. But they still hang on to it. I mean, you know, and uh, I think the reason I have to agree with Kamala Harris on this one, I think uh, it's Kamala, not Kamala. Stop what insulting. else do we know about this population, 18 through 24? They are stupid. <laughs> now, I want everyone that's going to vote between 18 and 24 to remember that when you go to the polls. Yeah. This ca- administration thinks you're stupid. Stupid, stupid. They are stupid. Stupid. Real, pronounced with an it at the end. Stupid. All right. I got to tell you this. I don't expect anyone to know the background of Kelly Clarkson's love life, but <laughs> I read this and I thought, holy cow. I've always heard. I didn't really know a whole lot. I know she got divorced. And I know it was a messy divorce. And I knew things were kind of like super rocky and she went to court a bunch of times. And you see that a lot with celebrity divorces, but I never really read into it. So I didn't really know what was going on. And then I find out, so her ex-husband, his name's um, Brandon, he was her manager, right? For her whole career when she was on The Voice, when she was singing, the whole time they've been married, he was her manager. Turns out he swindled her out of a bunch of money. And without her knowing, he would take commission that he shouldn't have been taking. No. She took him to court because he took commission on different deals. Like I said, um, how much was it? Uh, $1.9 million uh, for her contract of The Voice, 450000 for her collaboration with Wayfair. Contracts that should have been made with her talent agent, and the talent agent should have gotten the commission, but he took the commission. So she took him to court when she found out, I guess, when you have that much money and you do that many things and you hire people to deal with it for you, I guess some things you don't realize and you count on those people to catch those things for you. She took him to court and now he has to back pay her over $2 million. Good. Ouch. That's crazy to me. Well, you know. You think you can trust somebody, even when you're married to him. And he's taking her. It's their money. They're married. You think they have a happy marriage. He's taking her money out right from out from under her. God. God, (laughs) jerk. All right, so there's this lady in Uganda, God love her. She's 70 years old, and she just gave birth to twins. Oh, man. Proof that you don't have to... I think the the thing was, I mean, I know I grew up with the mentality of, you know, over 40 and you shouldn't have any more babies. Yeah, you should just... But I'm going to go to bed. You know, meanwhile, I just had a friend that I saw on Facebook the other day back home. She just gave birth to twins, and she's my age. She's 47. Right. And and it's a lot harder. She even said, she's like, I'm exhausted. And she has two other children that are, I I think they're like 10 and 12. What are you, nuts? Well, she didn't, it wasn't on purpose. Oh. It was a whoopsie. How how was it a whoopsie? Because you don't, you think you're done and then, you know, oopsie. Yeah, but I mean, you mean, no. We mean no. If you didn't get your tubes tied or he didn't get a vasectomy, you're not done. Yeah, and you could be, I mean, you could still be on birth control and have an IUD or use a condom and things still happen. Yeah, those things you know? could happen. 70, 70? So this lady is 70. She gave birth to twins. She delivered a boy and a girl. She actually did it on purpose because she underwent IVF treatment. Um, I don't know if she got a donor egg or if it was her egg or I don't know what happened, but she wound up giving birth. I can't. Isn't Here's that a- just selfish as hell? Think about it because that child still needs you when you're 13. She's going to be. 83. That's my question was not the, oh, look, she's she's 70 and she was able to give birth. So, okay, good. You were able to give birth. 
But my question is now who's caring for these children once you're gone? Because they're still going to be very young. And you're eight, not, yeah. And you're not going to be able to care for them the way they need to be cared for. They're, and if anything, they're going to be caring for you. Right. So now, how does that work? Is there, I was trying to read the story to see if her husband was a lot younger and maybe he was still Because you're right. I will agree with you on this. It's, it's unfair to the children, don't you think? Well, yeah. Nine months later, she gives birth to a beautiful baby, which I will illustrate by pushing this uncooked Cornish game hen through these gray drapes. Now- <laughs> wow. <laughs> And That's finally, hard. do you remember when the the guy on the plane was insulting Mike Tyson? I think he was drunk, and Mike Tyson just turns around and punches him in the face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he had it. He was over it. So his name was Melvin. Melvin Townsend. Melvin, I asked you to shut up. Um, so the lawyer for Melvin sent Mike Tyson's lawyers a little settlement demand for injuries and damages. Uh, the, the lawyer says that Melvin suffered... Um, some post-traumatic stress disorder from the assault. Well, yeah. Hi, it's Mike. Hi. <laughs> Mike Tyson. Go ahead. Uh, so yeah, so now he's taking him to court. So we'll see what happens. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard Jet Black and Blue Airlines. This is your <laughs> pilot, Mike Tyson, speaking. Yes, the real Mike Tyson. And I'd like to remind you that there will be no funny business on this flight. Anybody who gets out of line is going to get a pummeling from me, I promise you. Flight attendants will be coming around with snacks, and if you're rude to them, I'll eat your heart, and I'll eat your children. Just a reminder that it's a federal crime to tamper with or disable a laboratory smoke detector. And if you do so, I will unleash a beating on you so severe that you will cry. Don't mess with me. I know you have a choice which airline you fly, and you chose Jet Black and Blue, the one where Mike Tyson beats you up if you do something wrong. I know, it's crazy, right? Crazy talk. Are you ready for some stupid news? It's stupid. Yeah. But we like it. Here's Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Now, I know a lot about toilets, because I use them every day. Right. And I've been searching for a new toilet, because the house we bought a couple of years ago has toilets from 2004, and that was at the peak. We've got to save the earth. So, of course, we're doing that first by toilets that don't flush, or they get stopped out the minute you look at them. Gentle flushing. We have the worst... I've. How long have I been alive? Too long, right? We have the worst toilets I've ever had in my life. Really? You, yeah, you just, I swear, you regular, I'm, I'm not an overuser of toilet paper. We do have the fluffy stuff. My wife loves it. I want to get the industrial kind. Okay. Yeah. But, you know, it should go down. It's toilet paper. Right? It's called a toilet. Well, if you use too much, it clogs it up. No, but it's yeah. a little bit. It's yeah. just regular, you know. Regular amount? Regular amount. You're not one of those if, people that makes a beehive on their hand? That's no, no, do. but if it goes down, wait, I, don't, <laughs> do you, do you? I, I don't use one ply either. I don't understand that at all. Oh, no, I, I have a folding method that I go by. No, oh, I, I like to crunch. I wrap it around my hand, and for the longest time when Elliot was younger, every single time he went to the bathroom, he'd be like, my toilet's clogged. It's like, well, stop putting half the roll in the toilet bowl. He'd just shove it down there. Wait a minute, we just hit on something. So you wrap it around your hand? Yeah, and then I pull it off my hand, and I use it, because I need it to be flat. With girls, it's different. You're that's sensitive sweet. down there. You can't have it all crumpled up. It needs to what be a flat surface. What about if it's surface. one ply? The one ply crinkle I get you. That's just like, you might as well be wiping with a boulder. <laughs> what do you do? I do a folding method. What kind of folding method? You pull yourself a nice length, you fold once, you fold twice, you go for it. You fold it like pasta, like back and forth, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah. Don't, okay. you don't crunch it, it up. It's, it's like Jill's method, but I don't get, you know, I don't wrap it around and then try to pull my hand out. I stretch my fingers, I wrap it around my fingers, and then I just... I'm horrified right now. What? Well, you, you just, just go for up? the crinkle? 
No, I do a good, good. Uh, you know, because I had like loofah sponge. Here's the problem with the crinkle. What's that? Let me explain it to you. It's 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 a it's a logistics thing. Mm-hmm. So if you crinkle up, right? Yeah. If it doesn't stay crinkled, let's say you wipe your mess, and and after you wipe your mess, the crinkle starts to uncrinkle. Now you have a larger surface area because the crinkle's coming undone, and the poop is not spread evenly on the thing, and so it could get on your hand. There's everywhere. It's really to do it so it's it's a cleaner method to fold, like Smoke and I do. Oh God. Okay. So I used to do the crinkle when I was young. I get you, but I've later switched switched it around. I don't like to have a thing in my hand like I'm pitching baseball. You know, that's like what a, I'm saying. You get a, you got a baseball. Yeah. Anyway, the toilet's clogged. You just look at. We have a plunger. The plunger's do you wearing do the out. Same thing when you like clean a window or a mirror. You just ball up the paper towel and then go for it. Or? Um, no, I need a flat surface for that yeah, too. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it depends. So you need the Ass Blaster 3000, is what you're oh. saying. Yeah, absolutely. I'm you looking for it. You need Old Faithful so, to come. So I got the garden hose coming through the bathroom window. <laughs> so, dude, I talked to a plumber. So I talked to a plumber because I don't want to spend. You go to Home Depot and they got an array of toilets, and they're all claiming now. That's a new claim now. Right. Crushes bowling balls. You know, <laughs> it's got a garbage disposal inside. Yeah, it's crazy, but they don't really have anything that's worth a crap. <laughs> anyway, but um, they have $250 toilets. $400 toilets, yeah, and they all claim they don't work. So I talked to a plumber. He goes, oh, no. He goes, that's all advertising. It doesn't work. He goes, all these new toilets have all these flow restrictors and all this yeah, crap. Yeah, they're low he, flow, good for the got, environment ones. Got to get yourself an industrial commercial toilet with a big black vacuum cylinder inside. It'll suck your headphones down the toilet. <laughs> it's just, boom! Now, do Yeah, these- it's careful. You, you gotta, it's one of those, you, you got to be away from the toilet. Yeah. And does it have a lid? Because, you know, we have industrial-style ones here at work, but they don't have lids on them, which I will never understand why toilets don't have lids on them. You do the flush and run so you don't get blasted by the geyser? I don't need the the fecal shower. So anyway, so I've been studying toilets, and they do have these things called smart toilets. Some of them um, have little bidet action, but Uh most of them have, they check your pulse, they do this, they do that while you're sitting there. You go to Japan, they got like warmers in them. Warmers. And some uh, of them tell you to have a nice day when you're done. Or they have like a seat protector. Yes. And the seat. seat protector like rotates around the seat and they put fresh one out as it like rotates what? around. Yeah, they oh, have no, all kinds of stuff. It's amazing. They it's have incredible. And, and it's their Bluetooth. My, the toilet seat is Bluetooth. Yeah, you so can you, karaoke while you're pooping and everything. Yeah, they got one. They got one. It's a thousand some odd dollars that screens your poop to make sure you don't have, you know, basic fundamental medical issues. My yeah. toilet's garbage. Yep. Stop eating Taco Bell. So a Chinese man uh, actually bought one of these smart toilet. He uh, sat on it for the very first time. He smelled some smoke. Good thing he got up right away. It wasn't Taco Bell. It was the toilet. It blew up into <gasps> flames. Oh, there he is. Pants down and everything. Yeah, the toilet company says uh, they believe it was caused by a short circuit in the uh, system. <laughs> oh, jeez. Do you call a plumber for that? <laughs> don't know what you do, man. It, just see the picture. Toilet's burnt to the ground. See, that's the problem when you get into the really high-tech stuff. It's like nobody knows how to fix it. No. more buttons and gadgets it has, the harder it is to repair. Yeah, you got to call a plumber and an electrician. Well, G- Gen Z is rebelling against touchscreens in cars. You say, I like them, uh, but they want knobs. I need knobs. Yeah. I like, I, this car that I have now is the first car I've ever had that's had a touchscreen. I love the touchscreen. I've screen. always had the knobs, so when I bought it, I felt like I was in a spaceship. It was so fun. Yeah, but yeah. the thing is, like, if you have a knob that breaks, you just lose one functionality. Yeah. If the touchscreen breaks, you've lost all functionality. Your radio, your AC, all of it. I've never had a touchscreen break, but I, I love it because I'm used, we're used to this now. Mm-hmm. Everything is touchscreen, everything is computer, phone, you know, so it's kind of odd to look for a button, you yeah. know. Um, this truck crashed on, uh... Interstate 90 in Lake County, Ohio. It was carrying caramel and chocolate. 
Mm. It was a delicious crash. Nobody got injured. Oh, I was cleaning it, though. That's the whole story? Yeah. Okay. No no word on scraping caramel off the highway? None of that? Rick looks agitated, I'm going to warn you. Oh, he's always agitated. No, there's nothing else. That's it. I thought there was something weird. Like, did it... One truck spilled a load of chocolate and caramel, or caramel, whichever you prefer, candy into the highway, prompting officials to direct traffic around it. No well, cars slid and slipped like Mario Kart. No, Nothing no, happened. No. It didn't, oh. This is the kind of story he likes. You oh. get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. <laughs> okay. He's just throwing them away. Well, I mean, do you really want me to read the story about these strange worms under the ocean? I mean, you felt it important enough to email me at 3 a.m. I told you I don't read those stories. I sit on the smart toilet and I just send you. He reads headlines and he forwards them to you. I don't know. I'm giving you the opportunity to read them. I don't have time to read them. Even on your show where you read the stories? No, I pre-read this before we went on the air. He wants you to vet the stories that he sends you from the toilet and decide whether they're important or not. Ah, so I need to judge whether they're important to me or important to him. Exploding smart toilet? Good. Worms under the ocean that nobody cares about? Bad. You didn't send me the exploding smart toilet. Okay, fine. I'm just giving you examples. It doesn't matter who dug the story up. All right. What you got now? Putting that one away? Okay, that was yeah, not No, no that was saved because we ran out of time. That okay. one's good, though. Finally, Kate uh, Crocamp, a professional cleaner, professional cleaner of 15 years, says she would prefer to clean a dirty toilet than a dishwasher any day. Why? Because of the filter. I get what she's talking about. There's a filter at the bottom of your dishwasher. Mm-hmm. You know most people don't clean that? Oh, yeah, they don't. It's disgusting. Yeah, you got to take it out and soak it and clean it and use a brush because it's got like a netting in there. Yeah, they well, have one in your, isn't there one in your washer, too? Yes, in your washing machine as well. Yeah. Yeah, so this lady uh, does this for a living, and she says she was grossed out, and she's been in front of all kinds of garbage before, but she uh, was cleaning this house, went into the dishwasher, pulled the filter out, but really couldn't get it out all the way, because why? Ready? Growing on the filter was oysters and mushrooms. Growing. Growing. You see the picture, you can see... It's you could harvest like you could go forage for mushrooms in the dishwasher oh, and oysters and it's white and slimy. It's disgusting. I just got a brand new dishwasher, thank God, so I don't have to worry about that. But oh. if you've ever pulled that thing out, it's full of fungus. It's oh. just the goo, like the slime and the goo, and the and the stuff's growing. She said it was the worst smell she's ever smelled. Ew. But there was oysters in there. It was oyster, like mushroom meat. It was nasty. Uh, hungry? Then get ready for Oyster Fest at Red Dishwasher, where we're serving up all sorts of oysters that have grown inside of a disgusting, filthy dishwasher. All right, it's dinner time. Who's hungry for some oysters from a dishwasher? I am. Off to Red Dishwasher we go. And it's not just oysters. We're also serving up mushrooms that have grown inside of a dirty dishwasher. Oh, man, my oyster platter is extra briny today. You know, because of the dishwasher. And my oyster and mushroom soup has a dishwasher detergent pod floating in it. Oh, that's That's a nice touch. More oysters and mushrooms that grew inside of a person's rancid dishwasher, please. It's Oyster Fest at Red Dishwasher. Going on now. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Sunny FM. Having fun with the world gone crazy. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone crazy. All right, the update's brought to you by Farron Farah. I love Elon Musk. I'll kiss him on the lips after what he said the other day. He's awesome. So here's what happened. Uh, there was a post on X. Um, I, don't, I didn't read the post, but basically it was... Uh, how do I explain this? It's, it was a Jewish person commenting on how Israel 
uh, has done some bad things, basically. One of them being uh, blaming white people for all their problems. A really weird post. I didn't read it because it was... It wasn't about that. Musk seemed to agree with it mm-hmm. on the post on his own platform, X. So he since apologized. But then Disney and about six other corporations, large corporations, pulled their advertising off of X. Mm-hmm. Big advertisers, Kraft, Disney, I forget who the other ones were. Um, and then Musk was appearing on this this program yesterday where a lot of dignitaries were, uh, Kamala Harris, <laughs> and uh, a bunch of other corporate leaders and politicians. Mm-hmm. And this guy's from the New York Times, and he's asking questions of all these people. His name is Andrew Ross Sorkin, New York Times. The show is called Deal Book Forum. So uh, it was actually really interesting, and I was kind of impressed that the guy, Andrew, although I know he's a big lib, I looked up his bio, he's far left, but at this show, he seemed to be pretty good with his questioning. He didn't. He didn't ask questions that were favoring Democrat or Republican. He Good just to find said, a real journalist. Yeah, exactly. I think it was by accident. But he asked Musk about you know the loss of revenue in X. It's huge because of this. Mm-hmm. And here's how that went. There's a public perception that, and, and you're clarifying this now. Um, but there's a public perception that that was part of a apology tour, if you will. That this had been said online. There was all of the criticism. There was advertisers leaving. We talked to Bob Iger today. I hope today. they stop. Uh, don't advertise. You don't want them to advertise? No. What do you mean? If, if somebody's going to try to blackmail me with advertising, blackmail me with money, go f*** yourself. <laughs> My hero. But go f- yourself. <laughs> is that clear? I, I hope it is. Hey, Bob. If you're in the audience. He's, he's waving at Bob Iger. <laughs> oh, yeah, and then he goes, hi, Bob. Guy, Bob. The freedom We're, that comes with being a billionaire. <laughs> oh, man, dude, I tell you what, it's worth it. And he goes on. Let me ask you then. That's how I feel. Don't <laughs> advertise. How do you think then about the economics of, of X? G- what do you do? F Y. <laughs> G-F-U. Wow. Who's richer, Bob Iger or Elon Musk? Elon Musk. No, right? Elon Musk. By a long shot, yeah. <laughs> but it's just that he would do that, man. I, I understand that, but there's a reality, too. <laughs> right? And everybody's laughing, and the thing is, this guy from New York Times is trying to keep a straight face. Right. And he, he's, the first, the first go-around, he's, like, shocked. He's well, like, did you actually just say that? Well, because think about it. Because I said this yesterday. Elon Musk is usually very demure, for lack of a better word, and he's very calm when he speaks. So the fact that he said this, I was like, I like Elon Musk in his cursing days. This is oh, fun. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> actually, what, what this advertising boycott is, uh, is, is going to do, it's, it's going to kill the company. And do you think that the company- I, I, but, And the whole world will know. That those advertisers killed the company, and we will document it in great detail. Yeah. yeah. But there are those advertisers. I imagine are going to say they're going to say we didn't kill the company. Oh yeah. They're going to say tell it to tell it to Earth. <laughs> Dude, go <laughs> yourself. That's going to be my ringtone this week. Wow. Yeah. No, he's he's the real life Willy Wonka. You get nothing. You lose. That's what Good we need. Good day, sir. I know there's people offended by that. That's not, that's, you shouldn't talk like that. Shut up. You know, we need more people like that. I oh, mean, yeah. and honestly, when you're a billionaire, if he can't say it, who can? Do whatever you want. I mean, it's not just, it's not just a billionaire. He's not like a, he's not even like a Bill Gates that 
He's not a one-horse pony. I mean, he's got rockets. He's got Starlink satellites. He's got Tesla. He's got Twitter or X right now. But I mean, he has an active hand in running all of them. Like, he's also a genius. Like, he does rocket science for a living. So you're also good. The amount of people you find in that category that are also smart. He goes to Israel. They stop everything to walk him around. Yeah. Yeah, because his Starlink satellites are providing internet. To you know, all, it's funny how okay he was the darling of liberals because of the Tesla car, the electric yeah. car. They loved him. Everybody loved him. It's and then, then he bought Twitter, and we know what he did. He removed most of the bots, and actually. Gave everybody free speech again. And that's why the left is pissed at him. We can't have this free speech thing. We can't have other other views and other opinions. That's not allowed. Well, you know, it's it's I it's the same thing with Donald Trump. They used to love him. Used to love him. But yeah, he's pointing out the thing. He's like, look, I'm not somebody that can be bought. So you're not gonna censor people on my watch. You're not gonna make decisions because you happen to have the dollars. I got dollars too. Go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. So yesterday, Vice President Kamala Harris. How does it? What's, how do you mispronounce her name? The, it's what, not Kamala. It's Kamala. Yeah. Or That's a mispronunciation. Is, is Kamala? You'd have to ask. Gavin I want to stick to no. Kama is the right. So it's Kamala. But if you say Kamala, that's okay. I'm going to say Kamala from now on. Kamala okay. uh, Harris said Wednesday. The um, question was, Hey, if Joe Biden's health uh, deteriorates, is there anything that you will tell the general public? And before I play that, let me play you Joe Biden yesterday. Joking with a guy just comes out of the bathroom and he's joking with him. He thinks he's cracking. I'm funny. Funny how? I'm funny like a demented guy that's all senile and I tell a joke <laughs> and nobody understands. But the joke wasn't very funny because it was about the nuclear football. Here it is. Now look, my, my Marine carries that and has a code to blow up the world. That doesn't, this is not nuclear weapons, oh, is no. it? All right, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, so he points at the bag. He goes, well, he didn't even wait for the guy's response. He was like, on his own world, imagining that there was a laugh track going on. And he was like, yeah, this is block this thing. I can use it to blow up the world. And the guy looks at it. He goes, oh, no, it's, that's not a bomb it, there. It's the button for the... <laughs> the guy didn't even say anything. No, he's lost. Wait. I cut the federal deficit of over $7 billion yeah. while doing all this. Yeah. I am friends with your leader, Mr. Moon. You know, we're, we're, we're a good guy. Uh, $5,000 to the first person, both of you, tell me <laughs> what he just said. He was a good guy. I believe my exact words were flying instant. We could use it to strengthen the Social Security and Medicare system instead of cutting them, or like Congressman Trump and Bo would want to do. <laughs> what? The bottom do. <laughs> that might be my new favorite one. Congressman Trump. On, Rick, I'm freaking out. Congressman Trump. Wait, we got to hear that again. We could use it to strengthen the Social Security and Medicare system instead of cutting them, or like Congressman Trump and Bo would want to do. <laughs> what? <laughs> Oh, my God. Uh, oh, my God. So, Kamala Harris, this is all in the same place. that The place I just mentioned, what was the, the, the deal, the book deal thing, the forum? Here, anyway, so Kamala Harris was on there. I would say that age. Oh, okay. So, the, the reporter asks her about Biden's age. And he says, do you think that that's a factor in this come, upcoming election? And it really isn't his age. There's other people his age that speak fluidly and yeah. and you can understand what they're saying, but not in this case. But go ahead, Kamala, explain it. I would say that age is more than a chronological fact. Hmm. 
I spent a whole lot of time with our president, be it in the Oval Office or the Situation Room and in other places. And I can tell you, as I just mentioned, not only is he absolutely authoritative in rooms around the globe, but in the Oval Office, meeting with members of Congress, meeting with leaders in industry, meeting with community leaders. Mr. Moon, I tell you, you know, we're, we're, we're good guys. <laughs> he what? is in front of, often, everyone in the room in terms of thinking about how we can resolve issues, negotiate in a way that is about concession where necessary, but for the sake of accomplishment and actual work. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international effort to pressure. Yeah. I gotta be honest, they're made for each other, because I don't know what the hell she just no, said either. No, she's not saying anything. When she says in terms of, she doesn't even know what she's talking about. That's she's her just, crutch. Have you noticed yeah, yeah. that? Mm-hmm. Just trying to kill time till she can think of something else that's pure gibberish. Yep. Anyway, so uh, the question was, if Biden goes down, would you tell us if he goes brain dead? Let me ask you in a more complicated way. I think there's a lot of people would say she can't say anything else. She, she couldn't tell if there was a problem. I'm not lying. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> are. I'm telling, but, I'm, but I'm telling but, you a fact. But if there ever is a problem, yeah. do you think that you could go tell the American public? Do you think in your role that you're, that you're in a position to do that? He's calling you a liar. Girl, of course, if necessary, but there's no need for that. I don't, there is a political argument that is being made that is not based on substance. The media just asked the vice president, if the president's brain dead, would you tell us? And Kamala said, of course, I'd tell you if he's brain dead. But don't worry, you know, I will let you guys know. That's where we are in this country. Kamala is promising the press, if something goes wrong with Biden, she won't hide it. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, how, she will. did she not see all the stuff that's already gone wrong? Yeah, but who's going to tell on her when she loses her mind? No, that that never appeared. She didn't <laughs> have one. Oh, my God. You saw that when she was campaigning. What was you listening to when you was her? Oh, I don't know, Snoop Dogg in college. Lady, he didn't even have an album out yet. Strengthen the Social Security and Medicare system instead of cutting them or like Congressman Trump and Bob were going to do. Bob and <laughs> Congressman Trump. And what did he say? Boba Fett want to do? Boba Fett, yeah. (laughs) All right. So last night was the big debate, anticipated by many. Uh, A lot of people watched. It was red versus blue state, and it was DeSantis versus Gavin Newsom, who's not running for president, which is really funny to say because you know he's running for president. And I know I'm putting my money down right now that if Trump has to face Newsom, it's going to be a hard, hard won battle because people look at him and go, "Oh, he's young and not look. He's not eighty. Okay, I'll vote for him." I blame women. I do, openly, without any apologies. I blame women. I think women will look at him just like they did Bill Clinton because Bill Clinton was the aw shucks guy. You saw aw shucks. I'm naughty, but I'm aw shucks. You know, play the sax. Yeah. How about showing me a little? <laughs> nah, anyway, but um, that's what Newsom's all about. Newsom's an empty vessel. Uh, really, totally. Well, he's a puppet. We all know he's going to be a puppet. But he's good looking. He's got charm. Remember. Him and uh, Kim, what's her name, Gillifoyle, were a couple of the year. I believe it was, was it um, G- GQ, one of those magazines? He's now Don Jr.'s wife, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah that's right. Oh, she turned Republican. Gillifoyle. Absolutely. And, uh, but, but he cheated on his wife. He was a you know, big playboy in San Francisco. At one time, he was profiled as San Francisco's playboy. I don't see what's wrong with that. But didn't he have like a 19-year-old girlfriend at one point that he got drunk and let her drink underage? Whoa. Took, took her to an event, a, a 
tux event and you know beautiful dress she had on she's real pretty of course and took her to an event she was 19 and he was all over the place drinking with her and of course they caught up with him and didn't they like ask him? They, they it was a zinger because they were talking about like underage drinking. He's like, "Oh yeah, this is a real problem. We got yeah. we got to do something about that." They're like, "Yeah." So what about your 19 year old girlfriend that was drinking at the party with you the other day? And he's like, "Dog, oh, you, you try to get me with these questions. I gotta go." Anyway, so DeSantis and him went at it. The first cut here: DeSantis confronts Newsom with sexually explicit children's books in libraries. Is this, oh. is this a good he one? He holds up uh, the pictures that are in the books. Oh my yeah, god! Tell me, tell me. I didn't it, see this part. It's, it's a, long. It's, it's long, a cartoon. Though of oral sex and he's like this is a picture that's in a book in an elementary school in california because newsom's big thing is oh you're banning books what are you doing and he's like oh really you're cool with this all right he's been doing this all of the campaign trail. what's wrong with tony morrison's books it's not banned what's wrong it's not true it's not what's wrong with amanda gorman's it's not banned. in the poetry 1406 books have been banned on your banning binge in the state of florida as it relates to parental rights come on what what you're doing is using education as a sword for your cultural purge. And you know what? With all due respect, you know, I remember in the 1970s, in the 1970s, we had a bill called the Briggs Initiative. In the case, it was not allowing teachers that happened to be gain the LGBTQ community. I don't like the way you demean and humiliate people. Value that decision of education. I have a follow-up question for you, though. Um, and by the way, first governor, yes or no, is are the book banning issues, is that not a state issue? Is that a state issue or a local it's issue? local, and, he, and he's Okay, that's that, all I want to know. The home book wasn't but there. Let me, that here's was the not question. Okay, I have, yeah. me, here's books the question have I have for you, uh, Governor Newsom. Um, some of the books you're talking about, one is called, the governor just brought it up, it's called Gender Queer, mm-hmm. a memoir, explicit pornographic book showing sex acts. Another, Flamer, graphic book about young boys performing sex acts at summer camp. Uh, this book is gay, a book containing instructions on the ins and outs of gay sexuality. Let me finish. Uh, Let's talk about it, a book that contains graphic descriptions about how to masturbate for males and females. My question to you, Governor Newsom, those books, do you believe that's appropriate for school districts to teach kids, yes or no? Not, come on, those are not, it's not part of the curriculum. They're not teaching kids. Those are books that were in school. Hold on, hold on. The bottom line is you are on a book banning binge, your state. Okay, whatever. He didn't answer. So uh, yeah, he just, didn't for any of the stuff. All the questions that were asked, pretty much all of them, especially the one that I saw that uh, where he was talking about uh, COVID and how many deaths were in each state, Florida compared to California, and they were even, pretty much even. It was what two fifty nine to two fifty three. And DeSantis admitted that. And he agreed. DeSantis said, "Yeah, he agreed." And then, of course, uh, the second after that graphic went up, where on the bottom it said in data available from CDC. It was right. a government data. Who well, he was all up the ass of CDC when COVID was around. Newsom was. And then Newsom on stage, split second after that graphic goes up, says, "Oh no." There were 29% more deaths in Florida than in California. Just absolutely blurted out non-factual crapola. They're like, turn around, stupid. The grass that's, right behind you. That's what DeSantis said. He says that we just put the, the slide up. You just saw it. He did it for the crime statistics, too. Like, Hannity gives this statistics. And then Newsom, right after DeSantis talks, completely, like, gives some other stuff. Okay, here it is. California has the most 
as you support, I know, Governor, restrictive gun laws in the United States. Yes. Uh, Florida has the 19th most restrictive. Yet, if you look at the year 2019, when each of you took office, uh, California has had 21 mass shootings. Florida has had nine. Now, that is according to a USA Today, AP, Northeastern uh, University database uh, data. I believe, Governor DeSantis, you get this first. What California wants to do is they want to make it harder for law-abiding citizens to defend themselves. Then they go easy on the criminals mm -hmm. who are perpetrating the crime. People are leaving California in droves because he has failed to stand up for public safety. When I was in Southern California for the Reagan debate, uh, a lot of the women tell me they have to take off all their jewelry just to be able to go shopping because otherwise they're going to get mugged. Mm -hmm. Wow. Show me the lie. Show me. Point it out to me with a little pointer and a laser. Mm-hmm. Well, new statistics out from the U.S. Census Bureau. Where do people move the most? What states? Top five, South Dakota, 1.5% increase in population. Texas, 1.6. South Carolina, 1.7. Idaho, 1.8. And the number one state where everybody's moving to is, drumroll, Florida. In your face, Newsom. Yeah, I don't know if that deserves an applause or... <laughs> or, or leave sign. Yes. So... There you go. Um, CBS News Investigations has uh, filed a report. The candy company Mars. We all know Mars. Oh, I love mm -hmm. an Almond Joy and a Mars. And yeah. they do all the M&Ms and stuff. They make a bunch. Even though warned, are continuing to use cocoa harvested by child laborers in <gasps> Africa. No. And calls into question the company's stated commitment to keeping kids in school. But, but, however, can I interrupt you for a second? Sure. You will have people this day that are listening to this message right now, boycott Mars and boycott Almond Joy. Well, that's horrible. I'm never going to eat that again. And then get into their electric car and drive in their electric car when the materials used to build the battery for your electric car was harvested by, oh, any guesses? Kids. Kids. We we need to have, you know, conflict-free M&Ms. That's really what I'm after. I agree. Now, uh, we got real problems. I don't know if you heard about this in, uh, I believe, is, is this Ireland? Yes. Uh, it's the gray squirrel. You see, in the 1800s, early 1800s, 1808, 1810, something like that, uh, American gray squirrels somehow got introduced, probably through a ship, you know, or something. I don't know how, but uh, gray squirrels, they're in other places, So, but that's what it says in the story. Because Anyway, they uh, infiltrated their country. The gray squirrel is a predator, and it's killing the red squirrel. The gray squirrel is killing the red squirrel, okay? Now, a member of the parliament there went on to suggest that there should be greater integration between the Department for Environment, Food, and Rural Affairs and local red squirrel groups. And they should develop a plan and policies and acquire the means necessary to preserve and expand the red squirrel species throughout Northern Ireland. Now, do the red squirrel species demand reparations? Are they breaking into the gray squirrel stores saying Chill. that they deserve that? Well, they looted a bunch of pet smarts. I gotcha. And mm. burnt down, I think, uh, yeah. So, uh, here's the member of parliament, Jim Shannon. They are in constant contact with local animal owners to monitor red squirrels and eradicate any graves adventure. And they, the very presence of gray squirrels, gray squirrels, are the Hamas of of, of the squirrel world. What? They're the, what? the gray squirrels are the Hamas of the squirrel world. Who is wow. this guy? No comment from Benjamin Nut and Yahoo. 
<laughs> oh, yeah. We have a pet squirrel. He lives on our patio. Do you? What's yeah. his name? Alvin. You yeah, they make good pets. Alvin. Yeah, Elliot named him because Elliot will go outside every morning and leave nuts in one of the plants, and he comes out every day and just sits there and just the cats go crazy in the window looking oh, at yeah. him. Do they do the little chirping noise. They do. <laughs> <laughs> they do. do. It's exactly. Do, do what they that do. again. <laughs> <laughs> Russian girls. All right, Russian President Vladimir Putin is demanding that women in his country have at least seven to eight more children. Why? Because he's killed the rest of them. No, I'm not kidding. Yeah, it's to make up for the war deaths. He's like, well, we're short of people, so y'all start popping out babies. <laughs> Are you going to pay for them, buddy? Typical of a man. Just have some more babies. <laughs> he said many of our uh, peoples maintain the tradition of family. We're four or five kids, but we need more raised. He says Russian families, our grandmothers and great-grandmothers, both had seven or eight, and you need to have seven or eight. Hard pass. He goes on to say, having many children, a large family, should become a norm here in Russia, a way of life for all Russian people. Family is not just a foundation for the state and society. It's a spiritually, it's a spiritual phenomenon. No, no you're, you're slaughtering half the people you got under 30, mm-hmm. so you need more soldiers. Yeah. That's what it's about. Let's go back to the press conference, see how it's going. I am Vladimir Putin. Mother Russia needs all the mothers in Russia to have more children. And not just one or two kids, at least eight more. Think Babushka Brady Bunch. Why do I want you to have more kids? No reason. On an unrelated note, I'm lowering the military draft age in Russia to five. That may sound young, but remember that's the same age our comrades in China start making iPhones. So to reiterate, I'm telling you, uh, asking mothers of the motherland to do your part and become one giant Russian nesting doll. Your Uncle Vlad will even babysit when I visit them on the front lines. Uh, I mean, kindergarten. The Sunny Update. <laughs> the Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jillian Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone crazy. Crazy Talk brought to you by All Electric Services. So last night was the finale of The Golden Bachelor. I got to the point with the questions I had asked myself about how did I get here and is she the right girl? And I came to the realization that you're not the right person for me to live with. What? Keep going. Oh, you want to... Today. You're the person that I can't live without. Oh my god! Give me your debit card. I'm never going to stop believing oh. that every day I choose you. Oh my god. Oh my money. Oh my money. Will you marry me? Yes. <laughs> I just wanna puke. See, oh I'm... knock it off. This guy's such a phony baloney. Didn't I tell you? Yeah, you did say that. I've watched the whole thing. I didn't get to see the finale yet because it was on too late last night, but it was between Teresa and Leslie. He chose Teresa. I thought he was going to choose the other one, but he did choose Teresa because she was also widowed and he was widowed. And, you know, when you hear that and you hear his voice and you're like, 
oh, he seems so kind and so sweet. And I thought so, too. I watched the whole thing. I'm like, God, he's so kind. He's so sweet. Even in the finale, he didn't do what other bachelors do, which is bring both of them out and act like you're going to propose to them and be like, yeah, no, we're breaking up. And they're all dressed up expecting you to propose. And then they're like, what? He broke up with her ahead of time, so she didn't even have to come to the thing. Right. And then he proposed to Teresa. And then, and then. Oh, my God. Yeah, this is the best. So I found out some stuff about Gary, and trust me, I was duped too. I was blown away. I'm still hoping to this day that this isn't true. This is what I read. It's true. That he has a couple of secrets. Mm-hmm. And if you watch the show and you're like, what a good guy, he's so sweet, and that's what, he, that's what he seems like. But you got to remember, this is still reality television, right? Mm. Things aren't always what they seem well, on reality it's not real. TV. So when he got on the show at the very beginning, he's like, I haven't dated in 45 years since I first met my wife. And he says all that, right? It turns out he had had a bunch of relationships before his, this Bachelor episodes, you know, before this season and when his wife died. Yesterday, Smoke and I were talking about that. He had dated a girl for like three years in there somewhere, right? But then I did a little more searching and they did a whole article about how he had been dating people between the time his wife died and now. So I was like, okay, so he wasn't really keeping that part a secret because I did a big expose on it. It's like, okay, at least he talked about that. So then he went into the, well, it just none of them were successful. But I got to tell you something about that relationship. He started dating this girl a month after his wife died. What? What a liar. I would, I would come back to life, kill my husband and then die again. Uh, you're not going to start dating someone a month after I'm dead. I will haunt you. I will knock over lamps. I will rock rocking chairs. I will slam doors shut. Wow. Not going to happen. Well, you make the, you got to put the big pile of chairs on top of the dining room table. Oh, and so stack them? You stack them? Yeah. yeah. You got to do that. I'll what? do that too. This guy though, I mean... Wait. The, the golden shower bachelor. This me, guy's a POS, man. Let me keep going. Okay. So the girl that he dated, that he started dating a, a month after his wife passed away, he was with her for three years. And then they broke up in 2019 because he told her she was too fat to take to his high school reunion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is, a, this is a dream come true. Then there's a whole other layer. Peel with me. Peel with me like an onion. She said she'd only gained 10 pounds, right? So they were living together at the time, and he told her that she had to get out. While she was packing, she fell down some stairs, broke her foot, and needed surgery. And even then, he wouldn't let her stay, and he made her go to a hotel. <laughs> oh, my God. You yeah. believe that? She had a message for the uh, winner of the show, actually. Did she? I know you're going to be missing me when you got that big, white, wrinkly body on top of you with his loose skin and old... Oh my God, this is the best. The best morning ever. He seems wholesome, but he's a skeezer. I hate being right. I really do. And even when he talks, when they do those whole interviews after the fact, and he's so, he's calm. He was calm through the whole, he cries a lot, which is weird, but he's, it's, He's very, uh, what's, he's very... It's t- called liar? Deceptive? Um, he's uh, a good actor, that's for sure. Oh my God, this little piece you played again, listen. I got to the point with the questions I had asked myself about... Oh, the questions I and asked myself. And that's how he speaks. <laughs> oh, oh. And through the whole show, the reason why that was a thing, the whole show, he said, I'm not trying to find the person I can live with, I'm trying to find the person I can't live without, which is why, I'm sure the show wrote that what, for him. Was like, he, you're going to sprinkle this nah. in at the end, you're going to say the big thing. He was and- walking through Walgreens, he saw that on a card, and he, I'm going to use that. <laughs> Well, you know, here's the funny thing about reality uh, wait, shows. I think, I think Musk has a few words for him. Go yourself. Let me tell you a little trick about reality shows. I had a friend of mine that was on yeah. reality show. He was on Survivor. Uh-huh. Grew up with him, known him my entire life. 
Mr. American, nicest guy, comes from the nicest family, would do anything for anyone, sweetest thing in the world, gorgeous, and just had everything going for him, right? He was on Survivor. They painted him as the worst human ever. And I'm going, what? And I would text him. This was after, because he's home from the show, you know, and we had like a little viewing thing at a bar in, in Tennessee when he came home. We're all chatting. I go, why are they making you look like such an a-hole? He's like, dude, I was so mad when I got off. He's like, there'll be, and then another girl that lives here in Orlando, she was on one of the wrestling reality shows, and they made her look like the worst thing ever. And I met her, we interviewed, nicest thing in the whole world. Uh. And so they'll, it, here they did the opposite. They made you seem really nice, but it turns out in real life, not so nice. Oh, this guy. You're watching people who aren't actors put into situations created by people who aren't writers. Right. <laughs> and they're second guessing how they think you would like to see them behave if this were a real situation, which it's not. <laughs> and you are passively observing this. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's reality TV, though. Oh, it's, it, I'm telling you, reality TV is... It's the greatest fraud that's been perpetrated on mankind this century. So speaking of fraud... Mm-hmm. Do you know who Paige Van Zandt is? I know that name. She's a female UFC fighter. Okay. She is my spirit animal. Is she and the I blonde? Love, yes. Yeah, okay. I love her. It's because she thinks the same way I do. She thinks this whole Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey thing is BS, and she was on a podcast explaining why. Yeah. I think that the Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey love story, yeah. I believe it is 100% fake. Come for me, Swifties. Swifties Every, you know what? Yeah. I have UFC fans coming for me. I think I can handle the Swifties. <laughs> yeah, this. I believe it is 100% fake. It is publicity. It is, one, it's huge for the NFL because, yes, the NFL is big. Yeah. Taylor Swift is huge. And now she's getting an entirely different demographic to come watch the NFL. I think of the wives that are buying Travis Kelsey jerseys now. I, it's a huge publicity play on both fronts. It's good for Taylor Swift. It's good for the NFL. It's good for Travis Kelsey. There, there's there so some... much strategic stuff that's happening. You are a conspiracy theorist a oh, little bit. 100%. Way more than I am. But... I, it's not a conspiracy theorist yeah, if everything I... I say is true. Yeah. Wow. It's the greatest fraud that's been perpetrated on mankind this century. Do you want to love Elon Musk a little more? Sure. Because they were talking to Elon Musk about Taylor Swift. Right. And his quote was, I'd rather break my leg than see Taylor during an NFL game. Go <laughs> yourself. <laughs> I think um, that's so funny. Go S- yourself. Speaking of, a woman offered her Idaho wedding venue for free in exchange for Taylor Swift tickets. People are desperate to get these tickets. And what? somebody took her up on it. Do you know how expensive wedding venues can be? Depending on where you go, sometimes the minimum, like just the, the minimum, this is a minimum fee, is like eighteen dollars to $20,000. Yeah, it's like your deposit. So this lady took her up on God. it. The bride says each ticket was $300. So they spent about 900 and they gave up a $4,500 wedding venue, uh, essentially, which I think is... If you, you know what kind I of don't understand you it. Buy with that money? How you much, could, you said? 4500 What? No way. Sakes. Speaking of F sakes, Guy Fieri just signed a new $100 million multi-year deal with the Food Network. Now, you know he has everything from diners, drive-ins, and dives. He's got guys' grocery games, tournament of champions. He's become the Ryan Seacrest host of the Food Network. He hosts everything. He's got specialty shows. He's got competition shows, everything. And he's got his production company, which is called Knuckle Sandwich Productions, which I think is super cute. He's got Chicken Guy, which we have one here in Winter Park. The guy It closed, is, didn't it? No, the one in Winter Park's open. No. It just opened like a year ago. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, it used to be the old steak and shake. Yeah, they have the one down in Disney Springs. 
the guy, and now he signed a hundred. That's like Bobby Flay money, but Dude. he just signed a hundred million dollars. The guy's rich. I mean, is, he was already rich, but now he's like even. Rich. And L'Oreal sponsors his bleach tips. <laughs> They do not. Coming to the Food Network, Guy Fieri is back, and he's just signed a three-year, $100 million contract. It's diners, drive-ins, and who cares, I'm rich. Here I am at Jill's Diner, where she's serving up a pastrami on rye that I hear is amazing. Jill, what's your secret? Well, I marinate the... Just kidding, I don't care what your secret is. I'm not going to eat this garbage. Excuse me? Excuse me? That's what you sound like. I don't need this sandwich, and I don't need any of this. I'm rich now. Guy Fieri hosts diners, drive-ins, and who cares, I'm rich. Well, I really think you should try the uh, get me out of this restaurant away from all these poor people only on the food <laughs> network i know it's crazy right crazy talk you stupid idiot smarty pants stupid stupid idiot stupid news with rick jill and smokestack protein bars are being recalled in stupid news today why yeah, some protein bars may have more than customers bargained for. Several bars have had to be recalled after customers started finding all kinds of non-edible things in their snacks. Everything from parchment paper to shrink wrap to hair nets. Oh, some of the items were triple chocolate almond flavor bum burn boot camp. What the hell? Oh, it's a typo. It's a brand. Triple chocolate almond flavor Burn boot, burn boot camp. Chocolate after, frosted sugar bombs. Afterburn grass-fed wheat protein bars, and luckily Way. no one was injured eating these things. Mm-hmm. That lady the other day with the uh, finger in the salad. Oh, my gosh. At, oh. at that restaurant shop. she chopped. put down on it. Yeah. It's, it's a bit nutty. It's not like she saw it and was like, oh, there's a finger on my salad. Like, it was in her mouth. She and she's like, I don't know this. It was only oh, a, I didn't even look in this salad. It was only a tip of the finger. That doesn't matter. Deal. There should be no finger. Okay, how yeah. much? Zero. Fifty? No. I, how much? You fifty thousand dollars? Will you swallow the finger? Nope. I mean, if there's no just bones. a little tip. Nope. No bones. Smoke? No bones. Fifty thousand. Do I get to cook it? <sighs> no. Fine. You can cook it. All right. Yeah, I'll do it. Jill, hundred thousand. Jill, hundred thousand. hundred thousand. It's like swallowing Jill. a pill. You won't even know. Why would Don't I eat right a down. finger for hundred thousand dollars? I mean, yeah, for money. So you guys are just in the business of doing stupid stuff so you can get money. Hundred thousand. Johnny Knoxville made a whole career out of it. Hundred thousand dollars. You wouldn't do it. Hundred thousand, Jill. I'm not swallowing a finger. One fifty. Right. No. Quarter mil. You're not swallowing a finger. Give me a million and I'll think about it. A million. And no, you'll we need a definitive it? answer. I'm cutting my finger off right now. No. I'm, you won't do it for a million dollars. Not gonna eat a finger. It's a little a million dollars. The tip of a finger. Your I'll husband's at home screaming into the radio. Do it. Do it. <laughs> come on. Uh, come on. I'll get somebody. To get You're probably right. I, I'll swallow five tips. You will Whoa. with for onions, a million. But with fried. We got to search sauteed onions. You would eat, eat human parts for money. Five tips of fingers? Yes. Hell yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh, you know what I can do? Hey, I win the million. I take 100000 off the top of the surgeon to put the finger. Well, I have to pick Now you don't have my- fingers. Exactly. You're missing no, I- five fingers well, now. Well, I won't chew on them. They can retrieve them later. <laughs> I ate his liver with some fava beans. Look at all the dopey stuff nice you're willing to go man. through just for money. It's a million bucks. Just a few fingertips. Yeah. People have done worse for less. There's crazier people than us. Florida guy has amassed a collection of 2,467 copies of 1997's Titanic on VHS. He's looking to get a million just to break the world's record. Why? Guinness Book of World Records. He's looking for more VHS tapes. He's got copies coming from all over the world. He's, this is the part that makes me nervous about this guy. He says, I go to sleep thinking about Titanic. I wake up thinking about Titanic. Okay. Are you like? Are you, you know, attracted like a, to Kate Winslet, or is it just a fascination with the history of the Titanic? And isn't it a two-tape VHS? It's a two-DVD. I know that. From the king of the 
That's him once he gets the million. <laughs> he says he has the largest collection of Titanic, the soundtrack on CD. I don't know if I'd brag about that. Ripley's Believe It or Not took him in, and uh, there's going to be a book. I mean, what are you going to write about? Shut in collects VHS tapes? Yeah. I mean, that's like one paragraph. Not Your even. obsession with Leonardo DiCaprio? I don't understand. I don't know. I just keep replaying the car scene. All right. Tampa Bay <laughs> Times is inviting listeners to submit their grievances about the holidays, just like in Seinfeld. Remember Seinfeld where um, George's Festivus? dad- Oh, for Festivus. Mr. George's dad was sick of the commercial commercialism and consumerism during Christmas, so Many he says- Many Christmases ago, I went to buy a doll for my son. <laughs> I reached for the last one they had, but so did another man. As I rained blows upon him, I realized there had to be another way. What happened to the doll? It was destroyed. But out of that, a new holiday was born. A festivus for the rest of us. <laughs> so if you got your complaints about the holidays, send, send it to the Tampa Times, and they'll put your complaints and post them, um, you know, in their festivus section. The tradition of festivus begins... With the airing of grievances. Right. I got a lot of problems with you people. <laughs> now, you're going to hear about it. All right. Got some more problems. Buy lots of things because life stinks. Won't help you know to spend all your dough. While Americans, 96% of them, according to the survey, are concerned about the current state of the economy, according to the same report, it's brought to you by Intuit, creditkarma.com, um, says that people are doom spending. Spending money despite economic and geopolitical concerns, they're doom spending. Is that because of depression or just like no hope? I think it's like, well, I'm going to be broke anyway. Might as well buy all the things. Yeah, that way at least I can be broke with nice stuff to sell later. Yep. According to the uh, National Retail Federation, this season, this holiday coming up, they're spending more than expected. It's doom spending. Yeah, I get it. I mean, it's did you doom spend? Uh, does that spending more than I wanted to? Does that count? It's spending, it's, <laughs> yeah, spending more than you wanted to, but also spending a uh, uh, irresponsible amount. No, no, it was just slightly over. I had a budget, and I went a a, li- a little bit over the budget, but I just ten percent over. Like two. two per, that's nothing. Just a little. It was a couple hundred over what I wanted Don't worry to about it. Just eat a couple of fingertips. You'll be all right. <laughs> now is the best time to shop at the Doom Spending Sales event at every store on earth. The world is going out of business, so it's time to spend like you have no time left. Buy those expensive shoes. Purchase a gas-guzzling car that contributes to global warming. Who cares? We're all screwed anyway. So this holiday season, doom, spend, spend, spend. We have war, famine, and disease. So max out your credit cards because debt collectors can't come after you if we're all dead anyway. So come to the doom spending sales event. And while you're at it, buy a Detroit Lions jersey because them being good this year is a... A true sign of the apocalypse. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. I call that a lose, lose, lose. Streaming right now on 1059sunnyfm.com. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone crazy. And the update is brought to you by Farah and Farah. We can't save a dime. Come on. Oh, yeah. Inflation getting worse. Remember this little tidbit? 
talking inflation. The overwhelming consensus is going to pop up a little bit and then go back down. Pop back down. No one's talking about this great, great deal. Yeah, it's great big. You mean like the one that just happened? This inflation that's killing everybody? No one said that. Who said that? Everybody. You notice? Do you see what happened with gas in Florida over the last three days? Okay, so mm-hmm. last Wednesday, gas was down to two eighty-five. This one near me, the Wawa, two eighty-five. In three days, it's gone to three nineteen. Mm-hmm. Do you see that? It was two ninety something by me, and then when I went the following week, it was three seventeen wherever I went. Yeah, but it's you know it's just a, it's going to go up and come down. Remember the uh, Miss Doubtfire, the Treasury Secretary. What's her name? Oh, Janet Yellen. Janet Yellen. Oh, I was wrong about the inflation. Sorry. Well, now, listen to this. This is amazing. A new study just came out, says that every family is spending an additional $11,434 annually just for essentials. Now, inflation is receding month over month, Mm. but you realize anything, any number that comes out monthly, you have to add to the number of increase in inflation percentage when it happened last year. Sounds like math. So let's say inflation is up 4% this month, the month of November or December. You have to add that to the 17, 13, whatever percentage it was last time when it went up from 1.5% up to 13% when Biden came in office. Then you add them together, and that's your inflation number. So it kind of coincides with this. Everything is almost about 15% more, all goods, than they were when Biden was not in office. Yeah, and he, he likes to blame other people, but there's, there's no other way inflation happens other than government spending. Here's uh, inflation activist Steve Forbes. Spending has to be financed, and that hurts the economy. And it hurts the economy, so you have less production. Federal Reserve is under pressure to uh, end up uh, issuing more, uh, buying more debt, as it eventually will have to do. So it uh, damages the economy. And there's no part of that bill that withstands anything good about it. And he's talking about the Inflation Reduction Act, which didn't go to any reducing of the inflation numbers. Nope. It all went to pals, contractors, you know. Which they print money to pay. Right. And the more you print, the weaker the dollar gets, the weaker the dollar gets, you know, the more inflation. Because you just have to pay more dollars for the item you want to buy. Inflation is made in Washington because only Washington can create money. And any other attribution to other groups of inflation is wrong. Now, here's the math, because a lot of this is what Democrats say. Oh, yeah, but, you know, hourly pay has increased by 13.6%. Oh, that's all well and good, except inflation overall since January 2021 is 17.5%. So subtract 13.6 from 17.5, and you got your number there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so in other words, your raise you got Don't washed mean out. Jack. Don't mean Jack. It's all gone. <laughs> What produces it is too much government spending and too much government creation of money and nothing else. Now, the Joint Economic Committee, not to depress you any further, but if we continue the track we're on, which we're going to have to for another year, whether it's Joe or Kamala, is 15000 annually more for essentials than you did in 2020. Ask yourself why you're paying taxes if they can just keep printing dollars. Ask yourself how you're probably making more money now than you've ever made in your entire life, and you're more broke than you've ever been. Exactly. You get nothing! <laughs> All right, the big debate between red versus blue state happened last night with Sean Hannity. It was DeSantis versus Newsom. Um, unfortunately, Governor Ron DeSantis, know him, love him, but not very good on, on the personality charisma thing. He's Newsom, a little robotic, but... Newsom... 
DeSantis is smart. He's got an, a superb intellect. Newsom is a is a, 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 a an empty shell. He's an empty cylinder, but he's he's gorgeous for women. That you keep saying that because, because I lived through the Clinton years. Oh, but that doesn't mean that people Bill think Clinton he's looking. Could, Bill Clinton could say and do anything he wanted, and women just. That was a lot of his charm too. Yeah, well, what he, that's what Gavin Newsom is. Look at him on face value. They're going to vote for him. I'm telling a lot of but he women. Doesn't play an instrument. Even educated women will not only vote for him; they will fantasize about being with him. That's disgusting. I'm, I'm, you may not like him, but I'm telling the truth here. If he smokes cigars, he's got the win. What's funny is this uh, this one story that they brought up last night. We haven't played this one yet. This is about how DeSanti- uh, Newsom's dad. You know how they say that <laughs> more people have been moving to Florida and Texas than any other state from California? It's the, yeah, it's the number one state people have fled to from California. And guess who fled California for Florida? Newsom's dad. So I was talking to a fella who had made the move from California uh, to Florida, and he was telling me that Florida is much better governed, uh, safer, better budget, uh, lower taxes, all this stuff. And he's really happy with the quality of life. And then he paused and he said, you oh, know, by the way, I'm Gavin Newsom's father-in-law. So we do count Gavin's in-laws as some of the people that have fled California um, and come to the state of Florida. And, and why, are we, why are we getting people to come? We have a 50-year low in the crime rate. You don't see, in the last 10 years, we've had a 45% decline in homelessness. California's had a 45% increase in homelessness. By every metric, we beat California. Every metric. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. And the other amazing thing about this debate last night, and again, I think this, all of this is for naught. I don't think any, it's going to matter when it comes to women and Gavin Newsom. I think they will vote for him overwhelmingly over Trump. Or even if it wasn't Trump, if it was DeSantis, they would vote for Newsom simply because of his charisma. Remember, him and uh, Kim Guilfoyle were the sexiest couple in San Francisco. Um, I'll tell you right now who's going to vote for him because he used key trigger words that will hook people that are what I call one point voters. They take one thing and that's all that matters to them and they don't care about the rest of the stuff that that person stands for as long as that candidate makes you believe that they like you and your lifestyle and it's going to be the gay community because he said to DeSantis over and over again, I knew this was going to be his talking point, whether it be about the don't say gay bill, whether it be about the books or whether it be about the trans stuff because he, no matter what DeSantis said, uh, Newsom was like, well, you don't like trans people, and I don't like how you treat the LGBTQ community. And I said, that right there, That's it. that right there was all he needed to say for someone to go, I don't care about the rest. Oh, he said that? Oh, okay. Now, you, he doesn't actually have to like gay people or your lifestyle. He, he just has to make you think that he does. Yeah. But uh, it went on, and this was my favorite part. They're talking about the freedom to defecate in California. This is a map of San Francisco. <laughs> There's a lot of plots on that. You may be asking, what is that plotting? Well, this is an app where they plot the human feces that are found on the streets of San Francisco. And you see how almost the whole thing is covered because that is what has happened in one of the previous greatest cities this country's ever had. Human feces is now a a fact of life. (laughs) Ew. He's not wrong, though. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of hard to argue with a map that's covered in little poops. Now I know we don't really care much about Chicago, but I just we have to we have to tell the story here because it's oh, just gosh, ama- it's just amazing this is going on. So Chicago has twenty thousand illegals in the city, just in the city, and uh, New York has about one hundred and forty thousand in the city. So they have a bigger problem on their hands. But uh, the mayor there is kind of like he's trying to walk the tightrope, uh, sit on the fence, you know, and try not to piss off Biden too much because the FBI paid him a visit. 
you know what kind of visit it was? The little horse head in the bed kind oh, of visit? Oh, you know, oh, really? You, you keep talking about the migrants not being good for your city, and, you know, there may be an unfortunate uh, lawsuit, and uh, maybe an investigation, which has already started, Uh-oh. that he took money from Turkey for his campaign. But, hey, he's still speaking about, about the problem with the migrants, that, you know, this is un- unsustainable. Mm-hmm. In Chicago, it's quite different. The mayor there loves the migrants. The more illegals, the better. And who's losing? Poor people in poor neighborhoods. They're ripping things away from them. Like the only thing they have for entertainment for their children, playgrounds across the street from where they live, are being taken over and 10 cities are being built there. They're spending $435 million to house, Mm -hmm. feed, medicate, Illegal people, while people, veterans, people in unfortunately low-income communities are getting nothing. They're getting squat. But the mayor's out there saying that, you know whose fault this all? This is amazing. To say this with a straight face, this guy's brain damaged. He says it's not Democrats' fault. No, they're not the ones that left the border open. It's not a Democrat president that is allowing every every single foreigner from every single country, including terrorists, in here. Willy-nilly, uh-uh. walk right in. Mayor Johnson, here he is. What we've seen is a very raggedy form um, instituted by right-wing extremism. Um, everyone knows that the right-wing extremism in this country has targeted democratically ran cities. And quite frankly, uh, they've been very intentional about going after democratically ran cities. Yeah, that's because these cities are destroyed. If you look at any blue state, any major city in a blue state, most of these cities are overrun with migrants. Now, you may say, yeah, but that's because the Texas governor has been sending them up there. DeSantis sent them to Martha's Vineyard. No, you know where the bulk of them are coming from? The Biden administration flies them there from the border overnight at 2 in the morning, and they end up in the airport. And security at the airport has been told, if you say anything, your job is done. Mm -hmm. And this started two years ago. Remember that video overnight? They caught these cops saying, what's this plane doing in this area of the airport? There's nobody here. Why would you do it in the middle of the night unless you're not trying to sneak around? And why do you sneak around? Because you know you're doing something wrong. Makes it sketchy. And and they they didn't fly into LaGuardia or or New York or or Kennedy. They flew into a little airport in the middle of New York State. Mm -hmm. That's what they're doing in Illinois. They fly them in, not in O'Hare. You know, they fly into another airport in a small community, and then they bus them over to where they want them, Chicago. So this mayor is all about it. But he says all of this is Republicans' fault. That are led by people of color. It's the same Republican right-wing extremism that stormed the Capitol. It's the same right-wing extremism that refuses to accept the results of the Civil War. Uh, what? what you, so, what? I don't know. So, are, was somebody uh, denying that the North won the Civil War? Is that what he did, did, just said? Seen that There's way. people denying that, okay. Who? <laughs> uh, I don't know. He apparently knows somebody. They're still mad that a black man is free in this country. Who? Yeah, I see it all to every day. It's even, you know, you can tell Republicans are out there. Yeah, I can't believe the black man's free in this country. This guy is a lunatic. He's crazy. He gets even crazier. It's disrespectful. It's mean-spirited. It's an unclean spirit, quite frankly. So if you are not a Democrat, a liberal Democrat, that's okay with half the world moving into our country and destroying our country, then you're a dirty, dirty, unclean person. Oh. I love that he wants to call Republicans extreme like there's no progressive left people that are extreme. Like they're not trying to, you know, bow down to the non-binary trans turtle man that wants to read porn to little kids at a parade. No, that's totally, it's not extreme at all. It's totally normal. Now, here are the people of Chicago. These are people from impoverished neighborhoods, black, brown, 
even Asian, who are quite not making it there, they're not getting a penny. Nope. The migrants are getting paid weekly. They have full health coverage, and they're about to get this brand new $20 million tent city built right smack in the middle of the city. They're not happy with it. This is nothing new, but aren't you glad that the soul of Chicago... Oh, that's, that's still him blothering. Here we go. When you think about all the things that we allow to slide, this is another thing that, you know, we just can't allow this to happen. There's no transparency from the mayor, not even from Alderman uh, the Ramirez. You know, it's very inhumane to do this. This mayor is acting like a dictator. He needs to go. He must go. Yeah, but your friends voted for him. Probably, mm-hmm. you, did, probably, you probably voted for him too, right? It's just like what I'm telling you about Gavin Newsom. They voted for him because, oh, look, he, he's our tint of skin color. Let's vote for him. But you know what? Him. That's the thing. People in California, I mean, I'm not going to say everybody, but they're not the smartest because they had a choice to vote him back in again or get rid of him, and they voted him back in again, and then they complained about it. I'm telling you. Kamala now calls that mayor, Johnson, of Chicago and other mayors liars. While these mayors are trying to find money, remember, Eric Adams begging for money. He's out of money. He's cutting 4,000 police jobs out to save money enough to pay for the illegal migrants, 10 yep. cities. But wow. Kamala says that's not true. He, she calls all the mayors liars. But the other question is, do you think the federal government needs to be providing financial support to these municipalities that are having these issues? The second question first, yes, and we are. Now let's get to the first point. Um, but the, states, but- the states and the mayor would say not enough. And not really. We are. So we can negotiate whether more is needed, and that is something that, in terms of this conversation, but more importantly, what is needed, and let's you know, re- re-evaluate that, but we are providing resources. So she's calling the mayors a liar. I, I kind of side with the mayors, even though I don't like them. Yeah. So. Well, we are. I'm not going to say how, but we're doing it. All right. Next topic. There is no public figure or public health figure that has made a greater error in judgment than Dr. Fauci. The error in judgment was to fund gain-of-function research in a totalitarian country, fund research that allowed them to create super viruses that, in all likelihood, accidentally leaked into the public and caused 7 million people to die. Yep. Now, Anthony Fauci, former chief White House medical advisor, is expected to testify before Congress as part of the Republicans' year-long investigation into the origins of COVID-19, because it seems like everybody's just forgotten about that. Mm-hmm. Killed 7 million people. Yeah, some that's, things happen. Just move on. Anyway, Fauci, who served as the nation's top infectious disease expert before retiring last year, will sit for transcribed interviews in early January in a public hearing later that month. It'll be the first appearance before a Republican-controlled House. This ought to be more of what we've seen already with him and Rand Paul. Oh, yeah, the back and forth. You don't know what you're talking about. I'm a doctor. I'm also a doctor. Speaking of politics, this is really interesting. The Washington Post published an eye-popping report on the rise of political humiliation. Okay. In other words, submissives and, you know, what do they call that? Oh, in a sexual way. Yeah. <gasps> oh. Yeah. Um, oh Tuesday, the reporter interviewed libtard subs who fantasize about being dominated by MAGA dumbs. <laughs> wait, wait, what? what? Yep, and vice versa. Get out of here. Haley what? Lieberman uh, opened her article up in the Washington Post with a transcript from a political humiliation video, which you can see on YouTube. Isn't the world wonderful? Featuring a dominatrix trying to persuade uh, the beta liberal to vote Republican for Daddy Trump. All right, I'm going to head out. There's all kinds of equipment, as you would imagine, with most wow. dominatrix. Uh, yeah. What? On Magadums and Libtard subs 
Members post requests such as looking for a MAGA dom, dom dominant, dominatrix, okay, to red pill me and convince me to share my wife, who reported the one man described as his fantasy as wearing a Trump dog collar. By the way, you can pick that up on the Trump website. Is there MAGA whips too? He'd like to be he'd like to be walked around Walmart by the dom wearing the Trump dog collar at Walmart. And then he wants to pick out his own dog bone. What is wrong with you? Walk around Walmart with the Trump collar on on all fours, going to the pet section. Wouldn't to pick be the out- worst thing I've seen at Walmart. <laughs> Get out of here. Another man who described himself as a very, very, very much liberal told the Washington Post that he fantasizes about Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert forcing him to vote straight red Donald Trump. Yet another person reportedly fantasized about having sex with people she finds repulsive, including Trump, Osama bin Laden, and the Hells Angels. What the hell is wrong with you mentally that that's your thing? Oh my gosh. Here's another one. She's 22 years old. She wants to be punished by a person of color because she voted for Trump in 2020. And this all includes whips and chains and leather outfits. These are people that are just walking around in society. You look at them, you think they're all normal. They're not normal. Isn't that great? How come I know so much? What the hell is going on around here? I gotta go scrub my brain. Who are you people? Is there a Trump gag ball anywhere? A gimp ball? I don't know. A crematorium worker in Brazil got a shock of his life. Uh This happens a lot. I don't know what's going on. It's a 90-year-old woman. She was not doing well. According to Estadio, Estadio, I'm sorry, Brazilian news source, the uh, whole ordeal began Saturday of last week in the city of Sao Paulo. So, no, San Jose. Sao Jose. I don't know. Are you drunk? Yes. Uh, Yeah. Anyway, the 90-year-old was then placed in a body bag after being pronounced dead. Norma Silveria da Silva was dead. They claimed the doctor said she's gone. They put her in the bag, zipped it up. She was dragged over to the crematorium. Oh, no. That's what they do. They put you in the bag, they just drag you over like wow, bad leaves. <laughs> the doctor said she came in in poor condition and she passed away in front of us. Once Aww. at the crematorium, the guy who works there cleans up at night. He likes to make sure that they're dead, I guess. I don't uh, know why, you he, poke w- why he would do this. Yeah, he... Uh, he lifted up her arm and noticed that it was too easy to lift her arm up because by this time, according to most dead bodies, you have uh, like rigor stiff. mortis. Rigor mortis sets in. You should not be able to lift her arm. And if you can, it usually stays snaps. in that position or snaps. She wasn't that old, but then he discovered she was alive. <gasps> she was sent back to the hospital, readmitted to what reports say in very poor condition at this point. When the crematorium worker gained access to the body, he allegedly told Pereira that he was surprised because her body still felt warm. Oh! Yeah, yeah. So she was in the bag for two hours, sealed, oh, no. almost suffocated oh. to death. According to the report, it was not immediately clear if De Silva ultimately died from not receiving medical treatment or from oxygen deprivation inside the bag. Oh, my gosh. Oh, man. Yikes. Wow. And finally, Elon Musk, my new hero. You love him. <laughs> you love him. Well, it's just... I like when he curses because he never does that. It's kind of shocking. Oh, yeah. So there was a post on X formerly Twitter, and the post was, um, I don't know if it's anti-Semitic, but it was it was against Israel and their politics and the way they treat people, and it was by a Jew. Mm-hmm. And Elon Musk, I guess... Retweeted it or liked it or something? He, I can't remember. He liked it. He liked it and he commented on it. He says, you're tell, tell the truth or telling... You're telling you're, the you're actual tell, truth or something. Yeah, something like that. Then he took it He took it down. Of course, he runs Twitter. He just had to push a button at his desk. Right. So he took it down, and then he apologized for it. 
I guess maybe he didn't really read the post as much as he thought he did. So he went on a little apology tour. But uh, there was a forum going on called Deal Book, and he appeared on there. The moderator's from the New York Times. Guy's pretty good. He actually was pretty fair with most people. He talked to Kamala Harris, talked to uh, Elon Musk. Pretty, yeah. Here he's talking about how Elon, just to rub it in a little bit, went on an apology tour. And then you can hear what Elon says. There's a public perception that, and, and you're clarifying this now, um, but there's a public perception that that was part of a apology tour, if you will. That this had been said online, there was all of the criticism, there was advertisers leaving. We talked to Bob Iger today. I hope today. they stop. Uh, don't advertise. You don't want them to advertise? No. What do you mean? If, if somebody's going to try to blackmail me with advertising, blackmail me with money, go f*** yourself. Yes. Yes. But yes. go yourself. Ah! Is that clear? I hope it is. Hey, Bob. If you're in the audience. Ah, stop it. <laughs> he so, just waves at Bob Iger. Hi, Bob. Yeah, Bob Iger from Disney because uh, Disney's one of the number one advertisers. They're gone. It's and them, Coca-Cola, Apple's a bunch of them. Yeah, they all uh, you know boycotted X for a while. They're still boycotting X, so he told them what you heard him say, and then he points out Bob Iger right there. Hi, at, Bob. At the forum. That's great. Let me ask you then. <laughs> That's how I feel. Don't advertise. How do you think then about the economics of, of X? What do you do? F Y. G F Y. You know, Smoke said it yesterday. Elon Musk, it's a good position to be in. You got go F yourself money. Yeah. What, you, what are they going to do? Fire you? Yeah, right. You're a rocket scientist. I, I understand that, but there's a reality too. <laughs> right? Actually, what, what this advertising boycott is, uh, is, is going to do, it's, it's going to kill the company. And do you think that the uh, I, but, and the whole world will know that those advertisers killed the company, and we will document it in great detail. Yeah. But there are those advertisers. I imagine are going to say they're going to say we didn't kill the company. Oh yeah, they're going to say tell it to tell it to Earth. <laughs> tell it to Earth. Yeah, I want yeah. him for once. I'm glad he said GFY, but for once, I want him to go. Do you have any idea how much money I have? <laughs> I just want him to say that. Go. Yourself. He's got about that much. <laughs> Want to send somebody a message this holiday season? Then give them the Elon Musk talking Christmas card. Merry Christmas to you from this cute little elf. And let me also say, go f*** yourself. What the? Yes, each card has a personalized greeting from Elon Musk himself. The tree is trimmed. The elf is on the shelf. And let me say again, go f*** yourself. Why did you give this to me, honey? It's the Elon Musk talking Christmas card. This holiday season, I just want to say, go f*** yourself in the most festive way. Yes. Is this your way of telling me you want a divorce? In stores now. The Sunny Update. Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Wake up and smell the future, man. Having fun with the world gone crazy. Brought to you by All Electric Services. Hey, Smoke, you'll like this story. Uh, your fears of artificial intelligence. A lot of people worried about the same thing. Research done by a top AI scientist at Meta, which is Facebook, found that AI isn't quite ready to take over life as we thought. They're working on uh, putting together this thing. It's going to be called an AIQ test, basically an IQ test for AI, which they found after administering uh, the test that AI is still much dumber than humans in the ways that matter most in the areas of complicated real-world problem-solving scenarios. So not things that involve numbers or science, but like real-world problems. Um, like what? 
They don't say. They just said real world. So in other words, I would, I would, for me, I'm speculating it would be street smarts. Like they're good at like the the techie stuff, but when it comes to a real problem that you might have in your actual life, they said they gave AI IQ tests and they found that it's dumb. Mm. Well, I mean, you could for some of those like tests and stuff, like AI can hire people to do those things. Yeah. I mean, think about it. You get an email that says, hey, go do this job. I'll give you this much money. But also, that's Facebook. I could see where they would True. not want that out. But yep. yeah, it's very interesting because not all of it's smart. It really depends on what you feed it. Mm-hmm. Um, we are headed to, uh, we are about two weeks away. We have our company holiday party coming up. Oh, yeah, that's right. I got to buy stuff. And we do like a dirty Santa thing where you bring a present and then you pick the present. Someone can steal it from you or they could pick another one. You know, we do all that. And we're having it at a really nice restaurant. It was really nice last year, too. Um, Some people don't know how to act at holiday parties. There there was a holiday party I went to years ago and it was a badass party. I'll say that right now. It was at the Gibson Guitar Factory in Memphis, Tennessee. So it was awesome. They have a huge ballroom. It was massive. We had a live band. Yeah, so do we. Remember when they used to appreciate their employees? Oh, we had we had an auction where they took all <laughs> Dude, the prizes yeah. that were left over from the year and auctioned them off. Not even for, it was a raffle. I shouldn't say auction. Everyone had a raffle ticket and they would call your raffle number and like people were taking home TVs. People wow. were taking home all kinds of stuff. And they were like, here you go. Thanks for everything this year. And then we had like a big trivia game and nobody was allowed to sit at the same table with somebody from their own station. It right. was like a cluster. So you sat with other people too. And it had open bars. It was a full course meal. Each table had like red wine, white wine, and champagne. It was like a wedding. It was like going to a yeah, wedding reception. It used to be somewhere. We had all this day in the nights. Oh my god! When I worked in L.A., and then the the uh, the head manager, the vice president of uh, the L.A. region, who was also the general manager of the station, he he gets on the uh, speaker. He gets on stage and he goes, "All right, everybody, it's time to get on the booze train." <laughs> and he holds his glass up. Well, that was one of my managers. You had to get drink tickets, you know, and so. So you were just given them. You didn't even have to pay for them, which was weird. I have an open bar, but you have to have a ticket. So the big wig of the company, he was like the general manager. He would just go around and give people like sleeves of tickets for drinks. He's like, there you go. But it wound up being, I thought it was hilarious, but it wound up being bad for some people. Because at the end of the night, one of the ladies at my table was thrown up under the table. Grabbing the guitars oh. off the thing, just smashing them. Her husband was like taking his shoes off because he was so drunk and she's yelling at him. Oh, God. Uh, Drinking. Okay. Uh, somebody else at the party decided to motorboat the boss's wife. Why don't you come bury your face in these? No, no, please. <laughs> By the way, it wasn't harassment. She asked him to. Oh. Oh. Why don't you come bury your face in these? No, no, please. <laughs> so I thought this was kind of funny since our office party, which is nothing like that, no, which is just no. a nice civilized dinner. Yeah, we've, we've went up because there was a couple years, a few years ago, like Secret Santa in the lobby, you got 10 minutes, back to work. <laughs> Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, he's a candy cane. Shut up. <laughs> well, they're saying there is some topics. Well, in this article, it's one topic you should never discuss at the holiday office party. What do you think it is? Wait, wait. Um, um, uh, it's, uh, um, embezzling. <laughs> no. The management? No. Um, um, uh, what, t- uh, money? Money? Raises? How often you fart at work? How much you, how much you make? No. No? Um, Apparently, you're not supposed to talk about work at the office holiday party. What else you got in common? That's all you got in common. <laughs> you're not supposed to bring up anything work-related. You're not going to be like, hey, man, so good to see you. Isn't this fun? Yeah, by the way, I put that thing on your desk the other day. I know it was not the... I forgot about it. I'm sorry. I'll get it to you. You're not supposed to bring any of that up. That oh. would be great. Okay. 
Because I think it, it takes you out of a mode. You know, you're in the mode. You're in like the relax. I'm in social mode. And then if someone starts talking about work, you're like, oh, I better tighten up again now. Do, I'm getting a little find, too loosey-goosey. Does it give you anxiety, though, to be in the social mode with people you've never socialized with but you see every day? It's sometimes. a very awkward thing. It is, sometimes. Because yeah. you, you see that person every day. You already formed an opinion about them years ago. You know you know some people I'm talking about? Yeah. They don't work here anymore, but I'm, you know what I'm saying. And then all of a sudden you're in a casual mood and you have to talk to them? Well, my thing is, yeah, it's the same with the anxiety, but it's about their perception of me. Like, if you hear me on the radio, and I'm, I'm pretty much myself. So you should know what my personality is like. I'm not the little, I'm not the shyest little thing. So if I'm being crazy and not crazy, but like chatting and having a funny conversation with somebody and I'm getting a little mouthy, I don't want someone to be like, I didn't know Jill was like that. She's so loud and annoying. Oh, yeah. See, I'm just worried I'm going to get caught with like boring stuff. Oh, you're going to get caught talking to the boring person? You see, it would be this mat that you would put on the floor Uh and would have different conclusions uh-huh. written on it that you could jump to. Wow, that, that's crazy. Okay, now, let's all agree, we can't say who it is, but there is one person, and every office has this person that nobody wants to get stuck talking to because you'll be with them for two hours. Is right. it me? It's not you. Oh, I talk no. a lot. Smoke will go to a party, and all the girls will flirt with Smoke, and he has no idea they're flirting with no, him. No, I know. And I'm standing How you guys there. Doing? <laughs> oh, we God, he's so hot. <laughs> and he smells hot. We were standing at a bar. It was like a little social event. It wasn't a, like a big party. Well, it was kind of a party. And I'm standing around, and I'm looking at him, and I'm going, what am I watching? What show is this? I remember that place. I remember where you <laughs> You remember? And all these girls, and Smoke's really tall, and they were a lot shorter. A lot of them don't work here anymore. Are all looking up at him, and they're like, hi, hi Anthony. How you doing? Yeah, it's so good. How you doing? Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's good. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I'm going, what are we looking at? Like... <laughs> And Smoke's what? just looking out like over their head. He's not right. even looking at them. He's like, yeah, it's cool. What's up? What's up? He's like Night at the Roxbury. What's up? What's up? What's up? And I'm like, Two, three, do you not- four. What's up? <laughs> like, do you not realize what's going on here? He's like, no, what are you talking about? I'm like, did you not just see the gaggle of girls around you? It's all- like ducks when you have bread. That's <laughs> exactly what they were like. <laughs> I just sat there and sipped my wine and stood in the background and watched him. I was like, this is interesting. This is an interesting show. Yeah. You can't be uh, aware all of the time. <laughs> or, <laughs> or at all, or ever. At all ever. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, do you want me to do this again? I don't feel like doing this story again. All right. What? I'm going to move on. Right. Which one? I'm going to move on to Mike Tyson. Oh, there we go. done. Are we done yet? Yeah. <laughs> it's Friday. I want to go home. Um, Mike Tyson. Remember the guy that Mike Tyson punched on the plane because he was being annoying? Yeah, what was the guy kept, he asked him for something and then he did, obviously Tyson ignored him. And no, then, I think he was going, hit me, hit me. What, well, that was after, what are you going to do, hit me? Like he kept. Yeah, and then he hit him. I don't remember how it originated, but he punched the guy, Mike Tyson punched the guy. And now the guy, this happened last year. The guy's like, yeah, he got a lawyer. He's going to sue him for uh, $450,000, which I think Mike Tyson probably will just throw at him to shut him up because they said if he pays him the money, then he can never go after Tyson again related to this this suit. So uh, that'll be interesting to see if Mike Tyson gives in or not. I feel like he's going to. He's just going to be like, here, you know what? Shut up. Here's the money. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard Jet Black and Blue Airlines. This is your pilot, Mike Tyson speaking. Yes, the real Mike Tyson. And I'd like to remind you 
that there will be no funny business on this flight. Anybody who gets out of line is going to get a pummeling from me, I promise you. Flight attendants will be coming around with snacks, and if you're rude to them, I'll eat your heart, and I'll eat your children. <laughs> Just a reminder that it's a federal crime to tamper with or disable a laboratory smoke detector. And if you do so, I will unleash a beating on you so severe that you will cry. Don't mess with me. I know you have a choice which airline you fly, and you chose Jet Black and Blue, the one where Mike Tyson beats you up if you do something wrong. Right, I know. Crazy, right? Crazy talk. Hey, you're with Stupid News on the Rick Stacy Morning Show. Who's the stupid one now? With Jill and Smokestack. All right. Anybody seen Barry Manilow lately? Yeah, he kind of looks like a... What happened? He's very sucked and tucked. Oh, my God. I think it's beyond that. His I face is all him, like bloated, too. Yeah, I mean... Is that I, from all the sucking and tucking? Probably. A little inflammation going on there. Barry Manilow seemed to have a holly jolly time performing on Wednesday at the Rockefeller Center's Christmas tree lighting. Despite the 80-year-old singer being caught up in all the holiday spirit, a lot of people were noticing that he looked deformed. They thought it was an SNL skit. No, it's really him. Uh, turns out he's visited the plastic surgeon a little too much. You think? Yeah. Some people posted on X, he looks plastic, too much Botox. He's way past his prime and should finally retire and lay off the Botox. Well, I think it's some. I think he's got some filler going on a little bit too. That always makes you look weird. He looks like Edward Scissorhands. You know what? He really does. I'm looking him up now. Hold on. He was good looking when he was young. Oh, geez, what's happening, Barry? I mean, I still love him. Yeah. Looks different though. His nose is completely different too. <laughs> I'm not gonna judge people. <laughs> All right, here we go. Let's see. I'm trying to find something. Okay. What do you want? Her not name good, is Lola? I can do good, it for you. No, Copa no, Cabana, no. Cabana, what you want? No, no. Oh, here it is. Okay. Hold on. Just a second. Got to download. A listener, I guess about two years ago, I sent him a bit we did here. And it was about me having the grandchildren over for Christmas. Yeah. And he sent it back to me and requested I play it again. And we're going to play it at the end of this segment. So. Okay. Uh, here we go. Okay. I'm just getting it ready. All right. Back to the stories. So a, uh, an Ohio attorney was suspended. The Ohio Supreme Court suspended an attorney for a year after he was accused of pooping in a Pringles container and throwing it. Can we talk about the aim for a minute? Like to be sure. able to get that in that thin cylinder? I mean, that's pretty, the accuracy has to be on point. Otherwise Jack, you got a big old mess on your hand. Yeah, Jack Blakesley said he was only doing it as a prank. But hasn't he done it a couple times? Yes. Now, Blakesley is accused of pooping into a Pringles potato chip container, then tossing that container into the parking lot of the Haven of Hope Victim Advocacy Center in Cambridge back in 2021. Now, the Ohio Supreme Court justices believe that that behavior shows that his ability to practice law is questionable, which led to them suspending him. Now, Blakesley says he was not targeting the advocacy center, claiming that he has a habit of pulling what he calls the Pringles prank and said that he did it at least 10 times that year. Okay. <laughs> why, why though? But like, why though? Yeah. Pringles, the poop don't stop. Yeah. So, everywhere. we've been following this story since the beginning of these mystery aliens that uh, apparently were in Spain and the Mexican government somehow ended up with these three alien figurines. Oh, and they were from Peru. They've pulled them out like a, out of this old mine in Peru. Yeah. Oh. They look fake. And as a matter of fact, I was pretty convinced they were fake when a doctor... Now, imagine if they were real, okay? They're 3,000 years old or whatever, and they are aliens, and they discover that they are 
from another planet, and then you let a doctor in Mexico just pick it up like you're picking up a a coffee cup and hold it in the air and say, "Look!" Right. You wouldn't get anybody, let anybody near it. You no. would put it in a glass container. Mm-hmm. People could only look at it. Red ropes in front of it. Guards. Absolutely, but they're playing with it like like it's a doll. Yeah, but that's the whole point of their job is to like see if it's real or not. Somebody got to touch it. Well, anyway, the world was shocked and baffled. A lot of people were like me and saying, ah, it's fake and all that stuff. Well, apparently now the DNA results came back. Oh. Hey, look, I don't know. I can't vouch for this. There's no way to vet this kind of story except that it's been around for quite a while. Nobody's nobody's debunked it yet, really debunked it. 30% of that unknown species DNA has been deemed unknown. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Well... I am the Martian ambassador. We come in peace. I mean, you never we know. We come in peace. We come in peace. We come in peace. They came in peace. So anyway, that's what you would think. And then, of course, the Martians turn around and see a bird flying at him and that movie's so funny. And then everything goes south. And everybody's in it. Anyway, uh, this week, uh, speaking in front of the Mexican Congress, he claimed that the aliens have been DNA tested and the results are in and showed that 30% of the DNA is not from any known species on the planet. Yeah, wow. this is like the third test, too. Yep, this is, uh, this is probably the most, um, uh, what do they call that? Comprehensive? Comprehensive test they've done so far. Yeah, because so. they keep handing it to other people like, all right, these guys looked at it, sure, whatever. And they're like, I'm sorry. These look kind of legit. They look like E.T. I don't think they look legit. They look legit. I mean, what are they, what are they supposed to look like? What do you got to compare it to? E.T.? E- the Spielberg film? Yeah, they look just like E.T., a little E.T. head on a... Oh, I'd rather have them look like that than the... Than Predator. Or the alien <laughs> alien one. Okay. All right. You want the Sigourney Weaver alien running around in a Peruvian mine? No, I'd rather the little E.T. guy. Well, there's stuff in the sea that's much more alien-looking than these creatures. I'll tell you what. You ain't kidding there. From a research vessel on the surface, scientists plotted a remote-controlled submarine around a volcanic crater off the coast of Japan this last month. Something disrupted the blue expanse and caught their attention, according to the story. A large jellyfish had a visible, uniquely shaped stomach and tons of tentacles, according Mm-mm. to the study. The tentacles number at 240. 240 tentacles. The curious and mysterious jellyfish was first captured in 2002. The Japan Agency for Marine Earth Sciences and Technology said in November 20th news release, researchers thought it was a new species but couldn't be certain until they found another one, and they have. Dude. Yeah. These things are a pretty awful looking. All right. Okay. And finally, Americans are doom spending. Yeah, I, I figured that. What exactly is doom spending? I feel like, I don't know the exact definition the way they are defining it, but if I had to guess, I would say it's, you figure, eh, I'm broke anyway, might as well buy all the things. Well, that's not what they're attributing to. They actually encompass all the things. Inflation and the biggest one, you know, global wars and climate change and all the stuff they dump on you all year long so you feel miserable and have no hope. Nearly nearly 96% of Americans are concerned about the future of our country and the economy, according to the poll from Credit Karma. Still more than a quarter are doom spending or spending money 
just because, even though there's all this stuff going on, they figure, ah, end of the world's coming soon. I might as well have that. Oh, they think the end of the world is coming? Yeah. they're well, just yeah, look around. They're just kind of like, well, this is it, so I might as well, you know. Can't take it with me. Yeah, so. Now is the best time to shop at the Doom Spending Sales Event at every store on Earth. The world is going out of business, so it's time to spend like you have no time left. Buy those expensive shoes. Purchase a gas-guzzling car that contributes to global warming. Who cares? We're all screwed anyway. So this holiday season, doom, spend, spend, spend. We have war, famine, and disease. So max out your credit cards because debt collectors can't come after you if we're all dead anyway. So come to the doom spending sales event. And while you're at it, buy a Detroit Lions jersey because them being good this year is a... A true sign of the apocalypse. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Oh my God! On 105.9 Sunny FM. Top five, top five all time. Now it's the Friday Top Five on the Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Five yeah. big ones to number one as the countdown rolls on. As we do every Friday, it's time for the Top Five Countdown. Live from Maitland, Florida, home of Rick Jill and Smokestack. Oh, oh. <laughs> All right, here we go. Top five today, TV themes. So fun. I had so much fun doing this. I know. This is so hard to do. I get nostalgic. there's so many. And then I kept thinking of another one. I kept thinking of another one. Yep. All right, I'll go first. I don't think we're going to have a lot of dupes on this one today. We might. Uh, I, d- I did yeah, a lot no. of extras because I thought you guys might Same. do the ones I did. All right. Well, here's my number five TV theme. Oh, no. This is just the intro. Oh, of your thing. So you had to do a whole production package. Yeah, yeah. I see. I uh, see. Now, the top five TV themes. CBS Corporation and Universal Studios brings you the following. They do? Please shut off your cell phones. You're so extra. All right. Here we go. Now, this is my number five song TV theme. Ah, good one. Yeah. Is the place to be. Josh Gabor was in this, yeah. And Eddie Albert. But give me Park Park Avenue. Avenue. Oh, yeah. The chores. The stores. Fresh air. Times Square. You are my wife. Goodbye, city life. Green anchors, we are there. Oh, yeah. So cute. Love it. All right, here's uh, Smokestacks number five TV theme. That was mine too. Ah, of course. Yeah, I didn't pick this one. Travel down the road and back again. This uh, Golden Girls. You're a pal and a With Maud. And if you threw a party, invited everyone you knew, you would see the biggest gift would be from me and the car. 
brought to you by Pfizer. I love them broads. All right. All right, skip over my number five because that was Golden Girls. All right, Just here's go one in. Jill's alternate number five TV theme. Here we go. Our whole universe was in a hot ah, dance state I love nearly this. 14 million years ago. So sorry about the sound because I was I didn't realize that the Bare Naked Ladies had a whole extended version that's like two minutes long. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Jill, great work there. I didn't do a Jill edit on the end. to a halt. <laughs> wow. Scared everybody. Siamata's uh. on line three. Who? Siamata. Oh. You hung up on her. Way to go. No, nice. Siamata, no. you there? No. Oh. No. Oh, way to go. What did well, you want to hear? Cheers. Oh. I didn't have that one. Making your way in the world today takes everything you got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. Ah, Ted Danson. Yep. Biggest forehead in the industry. <laughs> so weird he was married to Whoopi Goldberg. You want to be where you was? Remember? Troubles all oh, yeah, he was, wasn't he? God. Oh, yeah, Kirstie Alley back in the day. Oh, she was my crush, so man. Beautiful. Yeah. Good pick. Sorry I hung up on you. All right. Thank you. Now we go back to first set of songs. Those are mine, and this is my number four TV theme. Miami Vice? Yeah. Nice. All the boobies bouncing and the seagulls. <laughs> that's why you picked it. I turned it off after the first minute, because that's how long the theme song is. Don Judson rolling the sleeves up on his sport jacket. <laughs> the pastel colors. He's so handsome. He's still handsome at his old age. Oh, that's my wife's free pass. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah. All right, Tubbs. You know, it reminds me of Daryl Hall and John Oates because really. Oh, but look, I can see the, the Don hair. Johnson would be Daryl Hall and the guy that never gets any attention, Tubbs. <laughs> That's true. Right? Moving on to Smoke's Tax List. This is number four in his list of TV themes. Is this Full House? Ah, uh, you're close. Same guy, it's but not the same show. This day and age. Don't tell me. To read any good news on the newspaper page. And love and tradition of the grand design. I know it. Why can't I think of it? Don't tell me. Well, 
It's the same guy that sings the full house theme, yeah? Yeah. Theme that isn't obscure. No, I know this one. Obscure? What is it? Tell me. Family Matters? Family Matters! Steve Urkel, did I do that? I knew the song, I just couldn't think of the show. Steve Urkel? Wow. You don't know who Urkel is? No, I know who Urkel is. Oh, you He Urkels me. <laughs> it was uh, huge. It was the second longest running live action U.S. sitcom in like. Wow. He had nine seasons. Wow. Okay. Moving on to Jill's number four, right? Mm -hmm. TV theme. Here it is. Number four. Joey Scarberry. (laughs) Joey, I'm ringing the bell. Come in. What was the name of the show? Greatest American Hero. That's right. Greatest American Hero. I never watched it. He had that wafty, curly blonde hair. I couldn't watch it. Didn't he get his powers from, like, aliens or something? I can't remember. Yeah, it was weird because, like, he had the, the tight shirt on underneath. It was very Spider-Man-ish, but it was, like, Diet Spider-Man. But he was, like, a bigger dork than Peter Diet Parker. Diet Spider-Man? <laughs> I mean, not Spider-Man, Superman. It was, like, it was like Superman light. No, but he was a dork. Yeah, that's yeah, I, know. I couldn't watch it. In that sense, he is like Spider-Man because Spider-Man was a dork. Too many sequins. Too much sequins. There was. This your ringtone, Rick? <laughs> I feel like I had this record at some point in my life. That, got, that was a top 40 hit, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. All right. Wow, really? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I remember hearing it on the radio, yeah. Joey Scarberry uh, from Peter. Long Island. What? Peter's on line one. Peter. Pete, what you got for us? Best TV theme. That's the topic today. The Adams Family. Oh, I had that oh, one too. Yeah, who doesn't have that one? I Turn don't. it up. Sweet petite. <laughs> Morticia is my spirit animal. Yeah, I like Eddie. They're creepy and they're kooky, mysterious and spooky. They're all together ooky. The Adams Family. The house is a museum. When people come to see them, they really are a scream. The Adams Family. Neat. Sweet. Petite. There you go. So get a witch's shawl on, a broomstick you can crawl on. We're gonna pay a call on the Adams Family. Oh, yes. Love it. I love that show. Peter, thanks, thanks Peter. a lot, man. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Thanks. Have a good weekend. You, you too. too. What I really liked about that show is they treated what's her name, the blonde, uh, like she was the weirdo. Yes. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know. All right, let's go back to my list, and this is my number three song TV themes. I don't know which one this is. Oh yeah. Oh, I didn't even think of this one. Yeah, I love this Damn. music. This just sets you up for the show. I just found out that the guy Joseph Quinn, who plays Eddie, yeah, in Stranger Things, is going to be at MegaCon this year. Really? I die. I die. <laughs> He's not I die. <laughs> Is there another season coming? Yeah, it's the last one, but yeah, it's not till like next like November. All now. the kids have beards now. <laughs> They're all grown. They've married. They have kids of their own. 
So good. This is one of my all-time favorite shows ever. Yeah, this reminds me of Twin Peaks, the theme. You ever watch Twin Peaks yeah, yeah, back in the very, day? Vaguely, yeah, I vaguely remember it. Yeah, the show's so good. The music's so good, too. Right? I'm mad that I didn't pick it. Sorry. All right. Yeah. My fault. All good right. Pick. Good pick. Good pick. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. Okay, this is Smoke's number three I pick. No, maybe. I don't know. Can you repeat? I don't know this one. Question. Hold on, let me think. Show. I, I love this show. I, I figured you'd have it, Rick. Oh. Why don't you like it? I just, I can't. Frankie Muniz irritates oh, the crap out of me. He's the worst part. You watch it for Brian Cranston and the little brother. Yeah. Oh, the brother was great, wasn't he? It's like yeah, the Wonder the Years. One. Everybody knew a, a brother like that, you know? I couldn't watch the Wonder Years because I couldn't stand Fred Savage. So that was another one I don't oh, want to watch. Oh, what about yeah, you he's, couldn't watch Wonder rough. Years? Mm-mm. What are you? I didn't like Wonder Years, no. All right, here's Jill's number three, three song. Ah. Oh, okay. Not in the face. I thought you would have this for sure. I know, I almost did, but then I thought you would get it. I knew Same. one of you would get it. The older episodes were so much better than the ones at the near near the end. It's a good thing to re-binge if you've seen it already and you go back and you oh, start yeah. over from the beginning. It's great. The show's awesome. It's not a nursing home. It's a retirement community. Jill ending? That's who we are. <laughs> okay. It's neat. Uh, Your songs are in stereo. They sound good, but now the ends are I was gone. In a <laughs> <laughs> All right. Troy is online too. Troy, what is your TV theme today? Hey, y'all. Um, growing pain. Uh, oh, wow. Too. You did? Everybody's taking my songs. Alan Thick. Another show I couldn't get myself to watch. Oh, I loved it. I was obsessed with it. Because I loved Kirk Cameron, and then when Leonardo DiCaprio joined the show, I liked him too. I didn't know he was on the show. Yeah, very young, very young Leonardo DiCaprio. I'm the king of the sitcoms. No, before Titanic. Oh, yeah. Young Kirk Cameron. This is a TV show that had the saddest TV scene ever in the history of television. What? <laughs> when the sister was dating, his name was Sandy. It was played by Matthew Perry. Right. Enough, ironic enough. And they got in a car accident and he died. And they had, like, Kirk Cameron has to come out and tell her that, he, that her boyfriend oh. died. Oh, my God, I was so sad. I well, cried I'm glad forever. I missed it. cried for, like, a week after I saw that episode. I was like, <laughs> Okay, well, I'm glad I missed that. Huh? Happy weekend. You Happy too, weekend sir. To you. Good Thanks, pick. Jill, Jill really liked it. I loved it. All right. Go back That's why to I had my it. list. This is my number two pick, top five. And this is TV themes. Great. Is this the Munsters? 
That is the Munsters, isn't it? Oh, uh, yeah, it is, yeah. Okay, we'll move on. This well, is... No, the Munsters are not the Wait, same well, thing as the Addams Family. You no, can just we, continue playing We didn't play the Munsters yet? No. no. Oh, I thought we did. I'm getting my black and white scary shows mixed up. <laughs> yeah, okay. They all look like vampires. This is your favorite to watch as a teenager, wasn't it? Yeah. Messaged us and said this is their favorite top five of all time. <laughs> <laughs> it, you know, it really is. When you when you look at these shows, it brings back such memories, it feeling does. good, having oh, no, yeah. no responsibility, right. sitting on the couch, eating, watching stupid shows. Absolutely. Yeah, and and you know what I miss? The credits. You never thought, think about that till now. Now there's no yeah. credits. Nobody has credits well, anymore. They cut them off. Some of them used to be so funny. Yeah, at the beginning, like Green Acres, it was two minutes mm-hmm. before the show started. There was Green Acres singing for two minutes. So, oh yeah. That was with the days. That's right. Let's go to Smoke's List. Is this uh, your number two? Are we on two or three? We're on two. Two? We're yeah. on two. We're going to recognize this one like the other two. She was working in a bridal shop in Flushing, Queens, till her boyfriend kicked her out in one of those crushing scenes. Oh, it's, it's French Russia. <laughs> Is this it? Is this yeah, the nanny? the nanny. This is the nanny? So Have you watched television, Rick? I watched the hell out of the nanny. I never remember, I don't remember the theme. It was a cartoon at the beginning. Yes. Yeah. Okay, all right. Correct. Yeah, she blows her hair up with a curling iron. Yep. Oh, I love the nanny. Oh, yeah, the nice nanny name fine. <laughs> Mr. Sheffield. <laughs> <laughs> the mom was great on that. All right, here's uh, Jill's number two TV theme on TV theme day. Hit it. All right. Didn't even think of this. I used to love this show. So many of them. Watch the band that sings this. Sing it live. Really? Oh, it's so cheesy. You know what's really sad? Those Henry Winkle commercials that are out now for some eye disease. Oh, bless. Well, they got to make money somehow. I know, but really, can you just pick and choose something a little year to go along with Happy Days? I mean, if Tom Selleck can do reverse mortgage commercials, he could do eye commercials. Well, yeah, but that's not as, it's just not as depressing as. At least it's not adult diapers. Yeah. Oh, God. You're going to cut it off? Probably. Oh, no, it faded that time. Oh, that was by accident. Yeah. <laughs> no, he does this commercial now. I love my father-in-law, but he has generations <laughs> disease. <laughs> His eyes are turning into prunes, and it's just awful. It's a happy day, so you should do something for, like, I don't know, oil filters or something for motorcycles. I love my father-in-law, but his eyes are turning into prunes. 
Well, that's what he. That's what he says. <laughs> you didn't hear the commercial? It's it's Smoking it's it's a commercial. Laughing, you're generational disease, like something. I don't know. It's I'm depressing. Scott <laughs> used to watch as. Crying. Oh, how far the Fonz has fallen. <laughs> he was the Fonz. Now he's talking about rotting eyes. It's awful. <laughs> Jill's crying. You crying over the eyes? <laughs> When smoke gets rolling with his laugh, I can't stop laughing. <laughs> All right, line two, right? Uh, yeah, Scott's been waiting very patiently. Scott, how's your sight? Is it good? <laughs> hey, leave Henley Winkler. He's, he's like a, a um, an American, American treasure, hero, man. Yes. Oh, Boy, but yeah. that commercial is pretty funny. The, the one with the eyes? Yes. I he's love my grandfathers. Watch him on Arrested Development. He's great. He was on Arrested Development? Yeah, he's the lawyer. Oh, I missed that. Barry, too. Yeah. Barry. <sighs> All right, so what do you got for us, Scott? Anyway, as a kid growing up in high school in the 80s, you couldn't escape the awesome Knight Rider theme. That's oh, right. God, I didn't think of that. Knight Rider, a shadowy flight into the dangerous world of a man who does not exist. What? Look at that car. Back before David Hasselhoff was embarrassing. <laughs> Michael Knight. Young loner on a crusade to champion the cause of the innocent, the helpless. To the catch criminals with a Trans Am. In a world of criminals <laughs> who operate above the law. Wow, that was serious, that show, wasn't it? What was the car's name? Nick? Kit. Kit. Yeah. All right, I don't know what's worse, that or chips. <laughs> chips is pretty bad. All right, man, thank you. So good, thank Have you. Good Thanks, Scott. Wow, yeah, Patricia McPherson, oh. though. Hey, oh. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. All Look right. At 75 miles an hour. It's super fast. Now, all the, I have one, two, three, five left. All of them could be my number one. Okay. So I'll just play the very next just one. Just pick whatever one you want. We'll, we'll do extras later. We, we can do extras later. Yeah, we didn't label ones. it, but this is one of my number one TV themes. Here we go. I've always considered our dynamic like Skipper and Gilligan. I don't think so. Very, you guys are very much Skipper and Gilligan. <laughs> I'm Gilligan, right? Yeah. No, no, no. You're definitely the skipper. No. Yeah, you're always skipper. yelling and throwing stuff. I'm just here trying to produce for you. I don't throw anything. <laughs> Jill, you strike me as a Marianne. Yeah, I'm definitely not Ginger. And his wife. I prefer to be the wife of the millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> What struck me about the show last night when I was doing this? What? I never, I never thought of it. It's a three-hour tour. How freaking far out could you possibly be that you would be stuck in a... You can't even make it to the Bahamas in that time. Mm, I don't know. Okay. Just a thought. All right. Here's uh, Smoke's number one song, TV themes. That's the topic today. Here we go. Is that 70s show? Nope. All this energy comes. 
the hell? I, I, I recognize it, but I'm not positive. I'll give you a hint. He's a game show host now. Drew oh, Carey show? Drew Carey? Yeah. That's a random pick. Yeah, I thought so. I don't think they were known for their theme. I just remember the lady that had the weird eyeshadow. Oh, yeah, Mimi. Oh, she Mimi. She was hilarious. Yeah, she was. She would roast anybody and everybody. It didn't matter. Yeah, that's the worst TV theme I've ever heard, I think. <laughs> yeah, but they do a line dance. And they have all those uh, Cleveland Braves fans. Now, uh, I have a bunch of repeats, so you might have to skip over a few, but right. just to play it anyway to Here's see Here's your I'm number one. Uh, could be a repeat. That's a repeat. Yeah, right, all right. Family. I loved that one. And you left me a lot of room here to maneuver you. Never mind. You're proud. All right, you right here we go. That's a repeat. All right, that's a repeat. Wow, you all thought the same. Two, three, four, here we go. Oh, there we go. That's a good number one. Schlamazel. Hasenbeff Incorporated. Yeah. If I had a sister, she would have watched this. <laughs> and I'd have to make fun of her. That's such a weird analogy. <laughs> hey, Quiet Minds wanted to know, what, what is a schlemiel? A schlemazel. Or a schlemazel. Yeah. Incorporated. How do I spell that? Uh, it's like S-C-H. it's like Schlazel, but with an S H. Sounds like a Joe Biden quote. Did they work at a diner? No, they worked at the factory. Remember? With the, oh, that's right. The bottling factory. Right. The bottle factory. I think at Alice. That's where they all worked at the diner. Mel's diner. Mel's diner. Yeah. I mean, you might have it in your extras. I I steered clear away from uh, men, 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 men. Oh, men, you're men. right. Because I thought 100% you would have oh, picked Oh, you're it. right. It's, there's so many, I though. know, I know. All right, final listener call. What do we got? Uh, Marie is on line four. Marie, what is your TV theme? Hey, it's um, it's from All in the Family. Uh, the all the songs Glenn Miller played. Everybody had a big parade. Come on, do it. Guys like us, we had it had made. It made. Those were the days. Ah, Girls were girls and men were men. Mister, we could use a man like my brother. For a studio audience. <laughs> Whatever happened to Sally Struthers? Help us all. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Take care. Oh, Archie. That was a great show. That's when you were still allowed to make TV funny before people started crying and pooping their pants and getting <laughs> offended. <laughs> all right, some of the extras here. We'll play just a couple. Here's one of my extras from the list I can... We're moving on now. Yeah, awesome one. To, to the east side. Louise. Dork. And then a 
here's another extra from the list I compiled. Here we go. Dino. Come and listen to a story about a oh, man named Dread. Dread. A poor mountaineer barely kept his family fed. And then one day he was shooting at some food. And up to the ground came a bubblehead crude. All that is black gold, Texas tea. Well, the first thing you know, old Jed's a millionaire. The kinfolk said, Jed, move away from there. Said, California's a place you ought to be. So they loaded up the truck and moved to Beverly Beverly Hillbillies. Filmed on location. Now, this is... This is I de- love this, this one. This is definitely my favorite TV oh, wow. theme ever. Here's the best part right here. Yeah. Tell me when you had enough. I could wait for another key I'm change. Enjoying my, I'm enjoying myself. <laughs> I had to do an edit here. Oh, you did? Why? It's too long. See? Oh, you cut off the flute solo. Well, what do you want me to do? Jill wanted to listen to that. <laughs> That's a good one. You have a big Welcome finale here. Go. You got any nice. more? What I had one more. Do you really want to hear one fun. more? This is fun. Is it romper room? I don't know what this one is. Oh, God, I should have t- that would have been great. No. Come on. This starts too getting hot. Oh, chips. Two hottest guys on TV oh. on motorcycles. Eric Estrada. You picked a lot of non-lyric songs. Well, I mean, you know. <laughs> All right, you get the idea on that one. Let's move on to Smoke's Extras. I don't think I have any, so just go with him. Yeah, we don't have any. You uh, you expended your... I did. Oh, oh wow. you did have Hey, it. baby, I hear the blues are calling. Toss salads and scrambled White stylish. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegged. <laughs> what a great show. But I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs. Here's your next extra. Oh, Dr. Cream. Great. I know the song. Well, she sneaks around the world from Korea to Carolina. For as little as I watch the show, this is stuck in my head a lot. What is it? in the world is Carmen San Diego. Oh, okay. Oh. Here's another one. Oh, I forgot I put this in there. Oh, this is, um... Tell me why I love you like I do. I don't know what's... Oh, God, what is this? It's that show with Paul Reiser and Helen Hunt where they fight all day. Oh, God. That ran for a long time. What I like about... What's it called? Mad About You. Mad Mad About You. I watched that. That's cute. I don't have the answers. I don't have a plan. All I have is you. So, darling, help me understand. You can whisper in my ear. Yeah, I couldn't stand him. What was Paul Reiser's editing? Oh, Dawson's Creek, I love you for this. Yeah. Oh, you made my day. I just got chill bumps. This is the best. Yeah, I got some lotion Katie for Holmes. that. <laughs> Katie Holmes before Tom Cruise ruined yeah, her. Yeah, before she was crazy. James Vanderbeek before he had 11 kids. Yeah. Josh Jackson, they were all in it. 
Michelle Williams. Oh, I have to go home and watch it. <laughs> Michelle Pfeiffer, Robin Williams. No, they were. Dan Stroganoff. <laughs> yeah, Dan Stroganoff. He was huge back in the 90s. And Rob updates. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. 